College kids trapped in an old theater with a killer clown. What more could you ask for? A lot, apparently. We watched The Clown at Midnight. We watched it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me today is my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing this fine, fine day? Ooh. Man, I'm good. Yeah, it sounds like you're good. Huh? Just came back from Palm Springs. Yeah, rub it in some more, rub it in. Palm Springs, the home of Bob Hope. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. It's like loosely tied to gangsters, and they just wanted to build a place a little further away from L.A. where they could fuck around and play golf <laughs> and not have to deal with cops. It's so weird out there, man. It's really, really weird. Funny little note about Palm Springs. It's actually one of the uh, highest uh, gay men per capita in the United States. I don't think that's so, a, I th- I think that's all that strange. I don't know. Me and my buddies fit in pretty well. <laughs> It was a good time. It was a bromantic vacation. It was seven dudes, and basically all we did was just hang out, hunker down on a compound, and do a lot of uh, mind-altering substances. So, uh, yeah, it was great. Sounds awesome. It was. I played beer pong on Mars, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, that sounds like a blast. It I, was. It I was. was. I was stuck here in St. Louis. Yeah, uh, well, that's how it goes. But that's why we did the bonus episode yeah, last weekend. Yep. I was out of town, so. Uh, so, yeah, um. Yeah, actually, today is not that anybody else out there cares, but today is my daughter's birthday. She turns two today. Hey! So in like 20 years, when I actually, she ever hears this, we're going to actually allow her to listen to these in 20 years or Happy more. birthday! <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday, Olivia. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's fantastic. Two. That's great. Um, yeah, and my birthday is in a couple days, too. It is! Yeah! I know. Except uh, no one really cares as much when it's you're 39. <laughs> 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 You're way too fucking old to be yeah. fucking around as much as I do. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this week. Uh, now, before I get, we did this movie called The Clown at Midnight this week. Um, and I, I kind of say I really was torn between I kind of wanted to call up our, our friend of the show, Sarah Samples. Yeah. And get her in on this because it does, it's another theater based epi- uh, movie. Yes. Which we've done all the theater movies she's been involved in. But. She also hates clown movies. That so would like, even be better. I know, but like, I don't know if she would do it because she hates clowns so much. So like, I didn't, I didn't ask her for this oh. one. But uh, spoiler, I, she will be on next week's episode. Uh, we've already got to confirm she's already seen the movie. Uh, so look, she'll be back next week as to sit in with us for okay. that one. So she knows what it is, but I don't even know. You don't even know what it is. I know what it is. She knows what it is, uh, and you guys will find out later. Uh, well, fuck. So, yeah. Anyway, Clown at Midnight. This is a weird little one that I didn't even know about until I just stumbled upon it. Super under the radar. Yeah. Uh, it was released on February 9th of 1999. Uh, so, very late 90s. Um, written by Kenneth J. Hall, uh, who has 17 credits as a writer, including such classic movies as Puppet Master, the original Puppet Master, Test Tube Teens from the year 2000. <laughs> Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys, Puppet Master The Littlest Reich, 
And I can't believe he actually, somebody actually gets credit for writing this, but he was a writer on Lania Quigley's Horror Workout. Sweet. <laughs> uh, he also has 16 credits for special effects, which include classic horror movies as Ghoulies 1 and 2. Nice. Critters. Puppet Master 4 and 5. Now, he's all, he, Jack Frost, he designed the snowman. Fuck yeah. And, get this one to talk about obscure, fucking Hollow 2. He no! Did, he was the head creator for the Gollywog costume. So he did the Gollywog costume. Okay. Yeah. Man, this guy is like, he's he's just about. He might need to be in our, our Hall of Fame. He's on like half our catalog. Yeah, we might have to put him in our Hall of Fame in like, uh, <laughs> in, in like the others category. Sure, in the other no, because we don't the, really have a writer or a special effects guy. Sure. But we, we have writer, producer, and then uh, I guess film the studios. Potpourri. So. The yeah, potpourri just, category. A yeah, little other, bit of this, a little yeah, bit of that. You might have to go in. Um, and then this was directed by uh, Jean Pellerin, who's got 21 credits as a uh, director. 12 of those are all music videos, though. Uh, by bands such as Skid Row. Nice. Motley Crue. Nice. Europe. Def Leppard and Metallica. That guy loves hair metal. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Damn, does it mention what videos? Yeah, it did. I didn't write them down, but the, yeah, he did list them. Oh. Uh, uh, who, I know he did uh, For Who the Bell Tolls for Metallica. I know he was buying that one. And Dr. Feelgood. No shit. Dr. Yeah. Feel, man, I remember growing up watching that video and like, dude, I want to be a cocaine drug lord. Yeah. <laughs> man. Um, and I forget where some of the other ones are. But yeah, I know those were, I saw those. Uh, you can find this movie on Amazon. It's free right now if you have a Prime account. Uh, yeah. So it's a freebie. But that's the only place that I know you can find it. Um, it's nice, too, because you don't have to pay for it if yeah, you have an Amazon exactly. Prime Yeah, uh, exactly. The cast. Uh, few people we're going to talk about. Uh, Holy shit. This was a nice little... Sub- yeah. There's four people I recognize right off the bat. In this. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we have uh, Mr. Carruthers is played by Christopher Plummer. Now, he might not be a household name, but this oh, guy... Oh, he should be he a household be. name because... This uh, guy's a st- acting stud. Uh, he's got over 200 credits. He's an Oscar winner, a two-time Emmy winner, and a two-time Tony winner. He is a legendary stage actor. Check this out. He was awarded the Companion of the Order of Canada, which is required approval of the Sovereign Queen Elizabeth II in order to receive that award. So basically, he's a Canadian knight. Was this prior to Canada t- winning, like, like claiming independence? I guess so. Because he was born in 1929. Yeah. And because Marshall mentioned, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, burst this out there. Right when I saw him, I'm like, holy shit, it's Captain Von Trapp from Sound of Music. Yep, yep. That's, I was going to. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to it. say it because I'm just like, eek! Yeah, I couldn't I, believe I was gonna that get, shit. I was going to get to that, but yeah. But go on, my but yeah, friend. Yeah, basically, if he would have been British, he'd be a knight. So he's basically the uh, the Canadian equivalent of knighted. <laughs> uh, yeah, Captain Von Trapp's on music. He was also in, in horror movies. He was a Detective John Mackey in Dolores Claiborne. He was also in 12 Monkeys, Dracula 2000, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And here's a neat little uh, fun fact. Uh, it's I can't confirm it, but it's in his biography. It's rumored that he hooked up with Elizabeth Taylor on the set of Cleopatra in 1963. Fuck yeah, he did. And he's also the father of actress Amanda Plummer, who was in a small movie called Pulp Fiction, but probably she's <laughs> most well-known, I'm sure, for her role in Satan's Little Helper, where she played the mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was Honey Bunny in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so that's his daughter. <laughs> Awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Uh, and wow. Then, then the we, whole family is on horrible horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we've seen the mom. Uh, 
Uh, so now next we have Ellen Gibby played by Margaret Kidder, another name that people should know. Of course, famous for Lewis Lane and all the original Superman yeah, movies with Lois Chris Lane Reeves. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's also got some uh, horror chops too. She was in, she was Barb in the original Black Christmas. Yes. Uh, she was also in the original The Amityville Horror. She was in Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, and just for this is a weird fact I didn't know. She's the voice of Gaia in the uh, old Captain Planet cartoons. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I didn't know that one, but <laughs> she was in that. Yeah, Margot Kidder kind of lost her shit there for a oh, while. Oh yeah, too. she went totally bonkers for yeah. a while. Yeah. She, so if I remember correctly, she like was off her meds. She was kind of having like this nervous breakdown yeah. or schizo event where like people found her in the bushes, like talking to herself and like ah, just like screaming and acting crazy. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she mental institution. Well, but she 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 persevered came yep. out of it but woo yeah she is uh let's see our main girl is played by sarah lasles uh 32 credits but nothing's ever heard of so i'm gonna skip her uh last week we're gonna mention we have george played by james duvall he's got 133 credits uh I, he's probably best known for being randy quaid's son in independence day uh i think it was miguel or something like that uh but he's also frank and donnie darko a big cult classic and he's also in Gone in 60 Seconds and The Doom Generation. Well, who cares about that? Because you know what else he's in? What's that, Aaron? The Black Room. There he is. It was in The Black Room. He's the uh, <laughs> di- the washing machine repairman from yes, The Black Room. <laughs> yes, he is. So again, man, we're having like all kinds of great callbacks. I know. I know. Uh, the fucking Black Room, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Then we have uh, Tyler played by Ryan Biddle, 39 Chris. The only reason I mention this guy is because... This fucker actually attended the Juilliard School, which is like in the elite of elite, like performing arts school in the country. But he gone to like do really nothing with it. <laughs> I mean, he's got thirty nine credits. He did forty three episodes of All My Children, uh, along this movie, and then he, but mostly all once one spot TV shots, just one one time one appearance on a TV show, and moved on. Didn't really make any going thing. Perfected my craft yeah. at Juilliard to star on the macaroni and cheese commercial. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last person I'm going to mention is Monica. She's played by Tatiana Ali. 76 credits. She should be more. Everybody should recognize her because she was little baby Ashley in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fuck yeah, she was. And she's also did 53 episodes of The Young and the Restless. And she got her very first start. Her very first film was Crocodile Dundee 2. Huh. <laughs> yeah. She had a bit part in that, but yeah, that was even before Fresh Prince. So she was in Crocodile Dundee too. I liked Crocodile Dundee too. <laughs> that was pretty good. Starts off in New York and they go back to Australia. Yep. Whoa, whoa! Swift swap, swift swap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's there's our cast again for it's change of pace. Actually, pretty well rounded cast. Impressive cast. Yeah, which is makes the movie even more disappointing later, but. We'll get to that as the time comes. So um, we, we open the movie. Uh, we open this grand theater, like this big, like for you know, you know, anybody listening, you, go, you know, you're, you're, you're the biggest theater in your city. You know, I don't know, like you know, like maybe the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, or like in St. Louis, it's the Fox Theater, or you know, your big grand theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after the nightly performance of uh, Pagliacci is ended. Now Pagliacci, if you don't know, it's a very famous Italian opera. Um, basically, it's made. Fam- it's the one that made the idea or the image of the sad clown famous because mm-hmm. it's it's about a guy who's forced to play a clown and he's a sad clown because the woman he loves doesn't love him back. Yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Did I do good? I did better than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> do it. I'm just making up words. I don't think it was the right words. Uh, I don't making, know the words. But I'm just making the, the sounds. But you got the sound. I knew what you're doing. That's all that matters. Sweet. So yeah. So Plagliacci has uh has just ended. 
And we're taken to the dressing room of the female lead star named Lorraine Sedgwick. And we find her, and she's banging this guy. They're having sex on, like, the duvet or something like that. Or, yeah, I think it's a fainting couch. Yeah, a fainting couch. They, it, 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 it's uh, not a duvet. That's a... Uh, that's like a bed. bed. It's a fancy bedspread. Yeah. Uh, it's a fainting couch. It's a fainting, but there's also another name for it. I forget what it is off the top of my head, but yeah, it's basically it's like, a fainting couch. you know couch. where people like lay down like a shrink, like sometimes a, sh- a shrink's couch or a Yeah, chair it's shrink. that half couch. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, uh, yeah, they're doing the nasty on yeah. there. Anyway, after the sex, she says to the guy <laughs> that she's worried about him, quote unquote, being somebody else. Quote unquote, him. Yeah. And her lover assures her that they have nothing to worry about because they're both going to be gone come tomorrow. And he leaves the dressing room, heads up a flight of stairs. And as he heads to the top, we see a, glo- a hand in a white glove and, like, puffy sleeves, like, grab the bottom of the stair railing. And that now, this, this This guy, what kind of accent does he have? I don't know if it's supposed to be Italian or Dude, what, but I it's, can't Fran- it's, like, French-Italian. It's I, weird. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, it's just some weird, shitty it's accent. Like, hey, don't worry. Hey. Yeah, you it's know, not it's... quite French. It's not, yeah, it's just, like, the weird... It's not Italian. It's like just it's like poor man's acting one on one weird generic European accent. It's like almost South African. <laughs> you know, it's like like I think to quote Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon Two, I don't know, a shitty accent. You know, it's just a <laughs> shitty accent. Yeah, uh, that, that's basically the best way to describe it. I would agree with you. Um, so uh, back in the dressing room, we see Lorraine. She's singing and combing her hair in front of the vanity. Dude, she must have got that puss pounded right. Yeah, she's she like singing to herself, and she's not singing like a song. She's going la 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 la. la. Like, I've never been like laid so well that's made me sing afterwards. Wow. Yeah. Like, I, have you ever had sex so that made you sing afterwards? I've had no. Yeah, I, I've had maybe sex and made me fall asleep. That's usually yeah, the best. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a, a girl thing. Mm. I don't know. Any female listeners out there, please, if you want, if you've had gotten fucked so good, so well that you were singing afterwards, please let us know if this is a real thing or not. Because I would love to know if that. And it's not during. No, that would make me make sense if you're if you're, <laughs> if you're really sorry. If you hit that high G in the middle. He's hitting, he's hitting that right note, yeah. if you will. No, yeah. but like afterwards, all said done, and you decide, you know, I'll just break out into song yeah. or something. I would love to know if that's a thing or not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then okay, so the uh, knocking on the door. She starts hearing knocking on the door, and she's like, "Hello, what?" Blah blah. Opens the door. No one's there. No one's there. Closes the door, locks it, goes back to her thing, and then the knocking comes back. Only it's getting louder and more violent, and like banging, and like the door is starting to rattle and shake. I gotta say that two dollar lock that's on there is holding it up is. well. Yeah, that was like the cheapest looking lock. I was like, that. I was like, that's gonna. How's that not breaking right now? I know it's pretty impressive. Um, you got your money's worth. Yeah, you did. Um, so, uh, where was I? Uh, so the knock, the knocking ends. All goes silent for like all of two seconds, and then a man dressed like Pagliacci, the clown, leaps out from the wardrobe armed with a knife. Uh, she tackles Lorraine to the floor, but she's able to like, hit him over the head with a, a bottle. She grabs a bottle, like an empty wine bottle, yeah. and smashes it over his head. Um, so, and this allows her to get away momentarily, but she runs for the door, flings it open, screaming for help, and basically right outside her door is the fucking night janitor who's like mopping the floor. Dude, he's got to be 10 feet away. Yeah, but he doesn't hear her because he's listening to his headphones so loud and he's blaring that sweet crunk opera music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those sh- crazy, shitty old headphones that just barely cover your ears. They don't. There's not no, sound canceling. These are like Dr. Dr- Beats by Dre or these new right. like, anything like that. Yeah. Or sound. 
They're like shitty mid to late nineties headphones, if that. Yeah, it's, it's, we're not talking Bose no. sound canceling, so you can wear no, them on the plane. They, they're so shitty. And she's got pipes. We've, she's we've, an opera singer. Yeah, we've heard her pipes. We've heard her sing post coitus. Yeah, so she's <laughs> yelling. She's literally help like, me, help me. Yeah, she's fighting. literally about 10, 50 feet she's away. She's fighting with the clown. The clown's trying to open the door. She's holding the clothes, yelling at him. Yeah. Help me, help me. Yeah, this but is he's where I throw out. Like, if I had a whistle, I blow whistle. This is where I throw my first bullshit flag on the play. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> bullshit flags out. Bullshit flag, first one of the movie. <laughs> first one, here it comes. Because, except we talk about the headphones thing, but to make it worse, like, she's running toward, it's not like he even has his, her, his back to her. Like, he's basically facing her, just looking down, mopping the he's floor. He's got, like, peripheral vision. Yes, oh, yeah, exactly. So he that's what I'm see. saying. He would, not only would he hear her, he would see her feet or her flailing. She's wearing, she's a half-naked woman. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 she, and you're a man. You should be able to see a half-naked woman out of your periphery. Yeah, and that's my thing. Yelling like, and screaming. You would hear it. You would even just, even, you have that, that weird sixth sense. Like, you can't know when somebody else is near you. Like, you, you would know this. And he just, like, mopping away. He's mopping away. super into mopping. Yeah, he, he, world's most dedicated janitor, I guess. Um, <laughs> Takes his job serious, Marshall. He's probably like, I'm pro. Like, I can't, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> Fucking actors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, like I said, he's looking. He's facing her, but he's looking down. It's just bullshit that he doesn't see or hear them. Uh, so the killer does. He grabs Lorraine, drags her back into the dressing room where he just stabs at her death. He doesn't even really close the door. He just drags her in. The door just kind of slowly closes as he's stabbing her to death. So this fucker should have seen. Would have been seen this too, but nope. Uh, I gotta say, the killer doesn't give a shit either. He doesn't. He's like. Fuck the janitor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, Lorraine's dead. She's stabbed to death brutally. So, yeah. That's that's our first... That's our opening. First kill. And the really quick, the Pagliacci clown, just the description, it's a, it's a black suit, kind of like Marshall said, with the ruffles, white ruffles. Black and white. Yeah. And, yeah. Very black and white when he has this red, like, little puff, puff of, hair. of hair, like, stark red. It's not so, like a mohawk or anything. It's just, like, this really red, it's like a square red patch ball. of hair. Yeah, it yeah. almost looks like, you know, those, like... Like a red racquetball fluffy. You yeah, know I, mean? I was going to say, like, those uh, uh, winter caps, like, the little puffball, like, the, the knitted caps with a right. little puffball on it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that, I mean, just red. Yeah. And his face is all white, no hair, just the red puff, and, like, a little bit of black around the eyes. A little eyes, bit of red on the And a nose. red on the mouth. Like, yeah, yeah. So, he's very, it's very unique looking. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like a yeah, it's not like a scary clown. It's just a clown. Yeah. Um, so we jump to this college girl sitting in the library with a newspaper article in front of her that reads like some like still no arrest made an opera singer murder. Uh, up comes Monica, played by Tatiana Ali, who Tatiana Ali, who is not Muhammad Ali's daughter. It is not. Um, <laughs> just thought to let you know. No, that's uh, <laughs> Layla Ali. Yeah, the boxer chick. Um, so Monica sits down next to our main girl, Kate. Uh, we find out that Kate just learned that she was adopted and never knew her mother. But for the past six months, Kate has been having strange dreams and daydreams ever since that she's found out that her mother was the opera singer who was murdered. So, yeah, this is just lazy right off the bat. It's like, it's like hey, I, did, I just found out I was adopted like six months ago. I found out, oh, just coincidentally, my mom's this murdered <laughs> murdered opera singer, and now I'm having these horrible visions and daydreams. Like, what? It's, yeah, that was a little strange. It's kind of, what? Nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> I didn't quite understand. Yeah, it, it's really kind of lazy writing, I think. It, it's kind of sloppy. Um, so now we cut to two of them arriving out front the old Walker Theater, where they meet with, meet up with two more of our main characters, uh, 
Marty, the cliche gay theater guy, and Walnut, which is her nickname. I don't care about her regular name. They call her Walnut. Walnut. She's another theater chick. She's like the stage manager. Oh, dude. She screams tech. Oh, yeah. She screams tech girl so much. I mean, (laughs) she's a little frumpy, oversized shirt, big thick glasses, fluffy hair. Well, first of all, the glasses, That I mean, it was the ni- late 90s. Well, yeah, so I mean, like, she <laughs> kind of has like a Lisa Loeb kind of thing going on. Very Lisa Loeb. I yeah. Was like, yeah, very yeah, Lisa but, Loeb. You know, she she definitely looks like she's like a Liz Lemon kind of character, <laughs> like, you know, like doing the tech kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, right so, when I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, you're a tech bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Build a stage. Of course, the Walker Theater is a theater where Kate's mom was murdered in the opening scene, which at this point, now we have to assume was a flashback even though the movie gives zero indication of that. Because even when we jump from the murder to Kate, there's, in the library, it never says, like, 18 years later or 20 years later. Or there's no, it, it does a really Five shit, years later. Yeah, anything. it doesn't say anything. It's just like, okay, because it almost makes, like, okay, this movie, like, it's still the same. Like, that happened, like, a week ago, for all we know. And I, like, I had a, conf- I, yeah, I was confused by that as well. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's so stupid. It's such an easy, like, just put, like, I mean, 18 years later, or, you know, however many years you want it to be. 10 years, but five, just, you just but let yeah, us know. But yeah, you have to know there's a passage of time to make this f- flow better, to get for the story to make sense. Did they ever say where this takes place? Either? No, no. I will say it's not California, because it there's was not... snow everywhere. There was snow, at, you know, Christmas break, so like, hey, it's something different for that, so yeah. that's nice. I was actually, I thought that was kind probably, of refreshing. Probably, my guess, probably like Chicago or New York, you know, something like that. With the, I, I found it refreshing. Yeah, I did too. Um, so, uh, they head into the theater, and they meet up with the rest of the group who drives up. Uh, we, now, we have George, who drives up in a hearse, because he's, he's apparently our bad boy special effects guy. So, because, you know... Bad boys drive hearses. Hearse? Yeah, hearses. That's a that's a strange one. I won't lie. I remember in high school there was like I was really big. Like, I wanted a hearse because you're fucking you. Of course you wanted. Yeah, a hearse. I, I was like I want a fucking hearse, man. I was like my big thing is I want to get an old hearse and like super like take where the back where the casket was gonna go in this line of like speakers and put like a fucking like dumbass like disco ball back there or something like that. I was gonna make this party wagon out of a hearse. You'd get so many chicks that way. Yeah. So many. <laughs> so many chicks would be digging to that In one. In your mind, you're like, this is gonna be so I know. Awesome. I was like 15, but I was like, this is gonna be so cool. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, so in the theater, now we meet Taylor, who's the jock football player, who's only here so he doesn't flunk out, flunk off the football team. And his girlfriend, Ashley, the bitchy, snobby girl cliche. So we kind of have all the, you know, the yeah. cliche guys there. She's kind of hot. Yeah, she's, she's an attractive girl. Uh, we also meet here, we meet Miss Ellen Gibby, played by Margaret Kidder. Uh, she's the drama teacher who's in charge of the kids in this cleanup project that they're all uh, doing. That's why they're all here. Now, this is Margot Kidder post-Crazy Town. Yeah. And you can tell she's got a little meth mouth going on. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of talking like this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. She has like a weird like lisp or something like to her. She's been doing a lot of meth for a couple of years and then got cleaned up. It's still that lingering effect of the the teeth falling out <laughs> and the dentures aren't quite in there as well. Woo! It's a little it's a little uh it's a little starting. But she still nails it. She yeah. does she delivers. She, she delivers. Yeah, she is fine. She's fine in this. Uh, but yeah, it turns out the university has bought the theater from the city uh, to make it like the new home of their drama department, or their new focus point of their drama department, and they're here to start cleaning and, it up. And, and they have it. a grant to do productions, but we gotta get this shit cleaned yeah. up. 
Uh, so Gibby runs through a little spiel about what they'll be doing and tells them to come back at nine in the morning. Uh, which they said, come back at nine in the morning, we'll get started. But then she's like, we're staying till six. Nobody leave early. So it's really weird. Like, I didn't understand it either. Yeah. It's like, why say come back at nine tomorrow and we'll start? But they're like, oh, wait, we're going to stay and work till six. Nobody leaves early. It's like, why say the only thing I can think about if she's an educator and they have to stay there X amount of time to get credits, but still it's bullshit. No, I, I mean, I get to just, I don't understand why they put in that order. Say, Hey, we're going to be here till six tonight. No one's leaving early, but you have to be out at nine tomorrow morning. Just start the fucking movie there. Yeah. It's like, why, why leave like, and come did back? Did they fuck it up in editing? Did they put one scene? Like, <laughs> did they, oh shit. That was supposed to be after. I don't know. Whoops. It's, it's, it's confusing. Uh, anyway, so, uh, at this point, Ashley gets all scared by a rat that goes by because, which and this point causes all the girls to freak out, um, and <laughs> Dude, the gay guy too. By the it's, way, it's pandemonium. Yeah, this store bought rat that looks very <laughs> plump and healthy. Yeah, is it's like about a pet store. Yeah. Everyone is jumping on their chair, screaming. Best acting of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, in comes Mr. Carruthers, who was the previous owner of the theater, Captain Von Trapp, yep. in the house. Uh, we get some background info on the Carruthers family and their link to the theater. Uh, that they built a theater. Way long ago and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he says that the theater is haunted by the ghost of Lorraine Sedgwick. Uh, hearing this causes Kate to run out of theater all emotional and stupid. Like, it's like oh. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> run around emotional stupid. Like, <laughs> she does. I mean, come on. She's <laughs> funny the way he said it. Uh, so, Gibby, uh, Miss Gibby goes after. They talk in the lobby about some bullshit. Uh, well, Ashley tells the group the story about Lorraine's murder and how she was murdered by her co-star, Orsini. Uh, Carruthers then takes over and tells the story in detail on how Orsini was obsessed with Lorraine, who rejected his advances. And then one night, Orsini found Lorraine with another man, uh, and this broke him, and it, le- it led him to kill her on the night of the final performance of the opera. And he was never found and presumed to have fled the country. Yeah, it's okay. You you talk about her having an emotional moment when she finds out it was her mom was killed here, right? Yeah. But we don't have any real context with it because she just found, for all we know, we don't know how long she. It's only been six months. She's known that her mom was this. She's murdered. only. She found out she was adopted six months ago, and so it's not like she's had it. She never knew her mom, right? Or if she did, she was like one or something. Like no, two. We they, find they mentioned two years old. She was left to her adoption. Like, her mom's a fucking asshole. And no, she gave because her up then there's something wrong. Cause, as far as, because Larry, we find out, you know, that she was pregnant with her during those letters they find, which, but she had to have been, no, you're, you're right. You're right. Cause she, if she would die, she wouldn't exist. Unless that's a big <laughs> plot hole in the, in the writing that she was murdered while pregnant. Um, but yeah, either way, she would have been super young. She never would have known her mom. And it's, it's one thing to say, oh, man, that sucks. My mom was murdered. But it's like, you have no emotional attachment. You've never known her. You've never met her. You didn't grow up with her. Right. It's like you just found like six months like ago. Oh, yeah. She's just like, oh, my mom. It's like, no, it's yeah. just this, it, in all intents and purposes, it's this woman. Yeah, it's just, a, it might have been any other person you at this point. Yeah, it's like, your biological mom, but at I, this point, there like, might be some some kind of like, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit I of get emotion. That, man, that but sucks. like, that's she, really she's awful. like, it's not like you're fucking... Yeah, it's not like she raised you and right. it's like you and your mom and she was a single mom and she raised you all these years and now... No. And so, yeah, the reaction she's giving to this is so bullshit. It doesn't work. Yeah, there's bullshit flag number mm-hmm. two is out. It's throwing <laughs> it down. 15-yard penalty, first down. Uh, so... Someone's been watching football. <laughs> <laughs> college football. Oh, college. oh, oh, okay. 
Uh, uh, so, uh, where was I? Uh, okay, we go back to Gibby and Kate, uh, and we find the last time. Oh, here's the more just co- perfect coincidence bullshit they want to throw into this movie. We find out that Gibby, the last time she was in this theater, was the night of Kate's mother's murder. That she was in the audience for that final performance before Kate's mom was murdered. <laughs> so one more thing they're trying. I'm, to, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but it's just like come on, it's like too many coincidences. Inter- coincidence, too many interweaving like you know lifelines and all this. It's like no, come on. Uh, so Crothers now in- interrupts them and gives the keys to Gibby for the, at the theater, and he leaves. Uh, and then we so, but we cut to him in this candlelit room. He's talking to what looks like himself in a mirror, and on the outsides of the mirror are these articles about Kate's mom and her murder and all this stuff. Yeah, just lining. It's yeah. like he's cut it from the L.A. Times, the New York Times. Yeah, you know the, the whatever Scranton the Scranton. Sun, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then Carruthers says, "This is his quote. Now listen carefully. Something I want you to know: there are people in the theater, just kids." Nice kids, young, harmless. Nothing to worry about. You just you just stay out of sight until they're gone, all right? I'll take care of everything just as I've always done. And with that, he turns and he leaves. And when he leaves, we see the blurred reflection in the mirror of another man dressed up as the clown. And we also see another news article taped to the side of the mirror that uh, Carruthers was blocking that reads about how Orsini is sought in the murders uh in the murder but he's missing or something like that again orsini being the lover at and, the but we see yeah but you see the, the guy picture. who totally pounded that push yeah so but that's the see. thing we see the picture of the man and it's the man the lover we see in the opening thing so now they're saying orsini is that man who we saw fucking the mom the guy with the shitty accent yes back on the stage gibby tells the group that she has to leave to go get some clean supplies and she gives the keys to george and tells him to lock up for the night once and you know, stay to six. Nobody's there early, but then lock up. Why would you give the keys to the bad boy? Exactly. You give the keys to Walnut. Yeah, that's you what you do. You give the keys to the fucking nerd. Yeah. The nerd is the person you trust with that exactly. shit. The bad boy. Come on. Oh, yeah. The bad boy. I know it's the 90s, but he's the guy who's fucking smoking cigarettes and just flicking lit cigarettes around an old, highly flammable theater. He's just like <laughs> flicking cigarette butts still lit all over the place of this theater. It was the 90s? That's all I got. But you know? I'm just I keep seeing, like, I actually, like, okay, you drop it, you you, you stomp, you squish it out. No, he just sucks. He's not sucking. He's, he's inhaling, finishes it, and just flicks it off. No snubbing him out, nothing. I'm like, everything in here is fly- old and flammable. You wanted to say sucking that butt. <laughs> I did. I almost said sucking. <laughs> sucking suck, that. suck the butt. Sucking that butt. Suck the butt. Ugh. Uh, so, uh, so we, now, as soon as she uh, give you leaves, it just cuts to the kids partying. They're, they've ordered pizza. They have beer now. Yeah, they went on a beer run and a pizza run, and they're yeah. like, <laughs> they're fucking partying. Yeah, they are. Uh, and there's Dude, a, what kind of beers are those? I know it's the worst looking beer. <laughs> it looks like they're drinking out of a Yoohoo can. Yeah, really, <laughs> it's, it's like, like the most bright yellow. Yeah, it's like generic, weird, weird beer can, soda or something like that. <laughs> I kind of loved it. It's like, man, who's got artisan beers? <laughs> um, now there is a. Uh, uh, Scene of Kate and George meeting up and talking in one of the hallways. Uh, George tells her about Lon Chaney and then goes into some conspiracy theory about or- how Orsini never actually went back to Europe and that he lives in the old tunnels underneath the theater. Like he's the fucking phantom. Yeah, exactly. Like now there's now there's like all these old catacombs and stuff under this theater. It's not like, yeah, the family, 
Alpert Fiat, that's old. That was like in France. I get that. Those are old, old built in like the 8, 16, 1700s. This fucking theater is probably built in like the 1800s at best in like fucking Chicago. Like, there's not going to be like fucking catacombs underneath this goddamn theater. Unless you're running, unless you're running hooch underneath those, those yeah, theaters. Yeah, the bootlegging. Unless yeah. you got Al Capone on the scene. <laughs> ha, see, we're going to run bootleg, on bootleg booze under this theater. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you, you'll have basements for storage and stuff, but... I don't know. Like, come on. This theater is like, oh, yeah, it's got these old tunnels and catacombs. Isn't that also kind of like the, the romanticizing of theaters, especially old ones? Like, they could have things like that. I was okay with it. All right. Uh, so, but first of everything, this scares Kate. She's like, ah, and she runs off, and she goes back <laughs> to the group uh, where suddenly she, it's weird. because she She's goes, got some issues with her emotions. She She's like bipolar because here she runs off scared at the fact that Orsini might like, oh, my God, the killer could be in the theater still. And she's like, oh, my God, I, I got to run away. But she, the very next very next scene, she's going to Monica and says, hey, I want to see the room where my mother was murdered. Right. Take me there now. Yes. It's like, how do you go from being scared <laughs> to I want to see where my mother was murdered? Yeah. <laughs> and really quick, before we go on. This is where, you know, the party scene, they cheers, they are eating pizzas. She gets scared by uh, the fucking guy. And um, now they're... But right when that scene started, that's when we left the good actors. Plummer and Margot Kidder. And now we're stuck with these young kids. Yeah, yeah. The acting goes... Boom! <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just all of a sudden turns yeah. off. <laughs> Margot Kidder and Christopher Plummer bring it up. They really do. It's like, it's like, you kind of, and as soon as they're gone, boom. <laughs> it's, it's funny, like, with that sound, you're like, boo. I, toy, I, this is where my mind went, but, like, it reminded me of the scene in Star Wars where Obi-Wan Kenobi turns the power off to the tractor beam, and he said, That's how it is. The energy, the enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> the emotional like <laughs> control. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, so the acting shields are down. The shields are down. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the whole group now goes down to the dressing room, uh, but they find the door locked. They can't get in. So like, you know what? It's almost six. Let's just go home anyway. Uh, and they turn to leave, but Kate decides to stay behind and she tries the door one more time. And, and this time. <gasps> It opens right up. Poop. Right fucking up. Which, opens right up. So Again, bullshit. But, like, of course, they're all like, oh, my God, what yeah. is, what's going on? And the jock tried to break it down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why I call yeah. bullshit. We see the jock, like, he's, like, charging the door. I'm, okay, short I'm okay with it because they're like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. So it creates this ear of mysticism. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, if, like, if this was movie was going to go more towards sort of the paranormal side, I'd totally be on board. I'm fine, but it's not. Um so anyway, yeah, so the door just easily swings open. Uh, and inside they find uh, the blood stains on the rugs that are still wet, by the way. Yeah, so they're, they're looking around. They're like, oh, wow, look, there's blood stains. And the, the gay guy is like, oh, look, there's blood. They're like, don't lay on it. He's like, it's dried. He lays. He's, he's wearing this sweet mock turtleneck sweater, which I used to rock all the time not, in the there's 90s. There's nothing mock about it. It's a turtleneck sweater. Well, it's it's a, it's, it's a half. So a mock turtleneck was the half. The turtleneck would fold down. Oh. The mock turtleneck was only, it didn't have to fold down, came up a little bit. Because I used to rock that shit yeah. all the time yeah, in the late did. 90s. I used to love rocking that shit. 
yeah, you know what? I still have one. I know you do. I still have one just for the fuck of it. I never wear it because I'm way too fat now. <laughs> it doesn't, I used to be a slim, trim little fuck machine. Now I'm just like a fat old man. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. But anyway, he laid down a sweet cream-colored yeah. mock turtleneck. Great. Yeah, but he's like, he, to make it look like, you know, it was like his head, was, it was like his blood coming yeah, out. Yeah, he was just blood. like, oh, look, here's where she died. Oh, my God, it's still wet. Boogie, 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 boogie. boogie, boogie. boogie. So, yeah, uh, and, and Kate starts having flashbacks of the murder. She screams again, freaks out. Uh, Monica's like, er, orders everyone out of the room so she can try to calm down Kate. Everyone leaves, leaving Kate and Monica alone in the dressing room where they, they talk for a while. Uh, Kate finds a s- stack of love letters. <laughs> she has this, like, weird psychic connection. Yeah, she's like, It's like, bzz, 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 you know, these little flashes and yeah. images are entering her head. And we're getting, like, quick cuts of, like, the... Her like with the letters and of uh, her mom with the letters. Yeah, and, and this, yeah. This, again, I don't like this aspect of the movie. This weird psychic, psychic connection. connection. Yeah, for to a woman you've never even known, and you just found out about like six, six months, months ago, ago, and now all of a sudden you're yeah. having like you've been saying like, oh, I've been having these images all my life or something like that, or for years or blah blah blah. But no, you're like. No, I guess it's bullshit. And yeah, like the psychic, was... yeah, I don't know. It just, it was stupid. I did not like it. But she finds a stack of love letters on top of like a, uh, the wardrobe or bureau or something like that. And they're written uh, to her mother, Lorraine, from Lorenzo Orsini. Um, now, during this, we also get shots of George putting on, painting his face white. And finding one of the old clown costumes in uh, one of the other dressing rooms. I think it's Orsini's old dressing room. Kate begins to question the story about Orsini here, especially when she comes across another letter where Orsini writes about how happy he is that Lorraine accepted his hand in marriage. How much he loves and that, her. And that love and family are more important than the career and that she owes it to herself and to their daughter, Catherine. So... Now Kate learns that Orsini is her father who killed her mother, but they get interrupted here by George uh, no longer wearing the face paint. So, like, we see him putting the face paint on, then he's, like, it's instantly off again. Um, all three of them leave the theater. They lock up for the night. That's it. Uh, there's a scene of Kate having more nightmares of the killer clown. Yeah, um, she, in her single bed at home. In her sing- yeah, her twin single bed. Her bedroom. twin yeah. single bed. Come on, girl. Shit. Uh, she wakes up, rides the clown, comes crashing through her bedroom wall, like head Dude, first. It went like through with, the wall. It's like through the fucking wall. Yeah, like it looks fucking ridiculous, but it's awesome at the same time. It is pretty it's awesome. The, it's, it's like one of the best moments of this movie, entire movie. And because it's so ridiculous, I've seen this clown come crash like She's, the goddamn Kool Aid Man. <laughs> just going, Brah! but he's doing like a dive. I know, it's head first. He's, he's, he's like diving through like a. Suicide dive with the ropes yeah, and a wrestling match. It's not match. like he's like bursting through like cool man, like vertical and like oh, I'm just gonna power through. Like it's like he's flying. Or yeah, something. it's like yeah, he's straight like do a straight up dive through it head first. And he just looks crazy with a knife in his hand. Yeah. And he's like ah, yeah, it's it, gr- it, it's pretty great. It is. It's so ridiculous. And there's all this so awesome. light behind him. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. Uh, so she wakes up screaming and blah blah blah. It re- her, her foster parents come in. Yeah, it, it, I'm skipping it. Tuck it her back matter. in because, I don't know, she's 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next day, Gibby shows up, enters the theater carrying all of her cleaning supplies. Uh, on the stage, she sees someone dressed as the clown. Of course, 
for some reason she thinks it's George instantly, even though she has really no reason to think that. It's like, George, what are you doing? Oh, George, you, you crazy kid, George. You kook. You kook. Uh, the clown goes backstage. Gibby follows. Uh, she puts her cleaning supplies down and goes backstage. Uh, she finds the clown with his back toward to her. She approaches approaches him. George, saying, come on. Well, George, what are you what are you hiding there? George, what do you what do you got there? The clown spins around holding an axe and in one quick downward chop splits Gibby's head in half. Just like right to the clunk her head into stunk. Yep. And it's it's not a bad effect. It's not. It's it's not it's not that bad. You see the back of Margot Kidder. Standing yeah. there, and you see the guy spin, and you know obviously it's a mannequin, but it's so done so quick and pretty yeah. well that you just see the axe go whack right into her face. But you see it from the back, and it's like pretty violent. Yeah, thud. I mean, you see the head splits mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's it's a it's a decent effect, and they yeah. do it quick enough that yeah, it works. Yeah, uh, I will say the effects in this movie aren't that bad. They're, I mean, it's really not, they're not they're not the greatest, but they're not as bad we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's great by any sense of the word, but it's not like something I'm going to be hard on. Well, we're, we're, we're a kill-based podcast. We like yeah. the kills. And there are some decent kills, but man, there are some shit, piss-poor kills. Yeah, too. but I'm, I say the kills suck, but I'm saying the gore, like the special effects aren't that bad. The shit. kills may suck, but the effects aren't bad. Okay. Um. So the rest of the group now, they all show up, and this leads us to the cleaning of the theater montage accompanied by a really shitty song. Dude, the Fish. montage. The fucking <laughs> cleaning montage. It's so long, yeah. and it's so weak. A montage should be like, I'm doing wacky things while cleaning. Oh, look, I'm going to dust under, I'm going to sweep up this crap and put it right the rug. And I'm going to dance with a mannequin real quick. Right, right, right. And I'm going to wear wacky sunglasses and play a tennis racket guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. And it's just them... Cleaning. Cleaning <laughs> and moving boxes and yeah, ordering. Like one guy, he like orders a pizza and he opens the door. He's like, oh, it's too bright. He closes it and then answers it with shades. I'm like, is that supposed to be funny? Where his eyes are sensitive. I, I don't get it. <laughs> and it's long. It's like five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a really long it's montage. It's a really long shitty montage. Yeah. It's um, like they did not do their 80s homework. No. And this leads us to an even shittier sword fight between Marty and Taylor, which Marty easily wins. Oh, oh the gay blade? The gay blade, yeah. Yeah, I did like that. So, you know, the jock and the gay guy are kind of... They're, they're kind of getting a little pissing contest. Yeah. The gay guy has a, a... A rapier. Rapier, thank you. And then, you know, they're, they're doing a little sword fight. The and gay you know what a rapier is? It's basically a fencing sword. And he, the gay guy's got his number. He can. Yeah. He's pretty handy with the sword. And uh, he beats the jock, spanks him the butt, and goes, strike of the gay blade. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> good for you, 90s. Yeah, but it's really, it's really shitty. It's badly done. Um, anyway. But this pisses the jock yeah, off. He's like, he goes storming he's off. He's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Um, so Ashley and Taylor, he takes his girlfriend. They go off to, for some alone time. Uh, she, she goes to comfort him. Yeah, she seductively leads him back to Lorraine's old dressing room. And this is where we get some pretty decent 90s R&B. Oh, yeah. The R&B here is pristine. I, I kind of was like, oh, man, is that fucking 90s yeah, R&B. And, yeah, this is the by far the mo- most authentic, like, most fitting 90s this song This puts in you the movie. right in the fucking 90s. Yeah, it really does. It's like, yep, mock turtleneck, check. <laughs> 
arm, like sexy, like R&B. No, 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 nose piercing. Check. Oh, the eyebrow piercing. The eyebrow and nose piercing on the yeah, gay guys. Check. check. Oh, oh, man. Hoop earrings out the ass for everybody. Check. Tatiana Ali from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Check. Woo. It kind of puts you right in the mood. Uh, so, yeah. I was like hoping to hear some like TLC. You know? <laughs> Ooh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, so basically, basically, the two of them have sex. Well, Monica and Marty, they have a sword fight up on the stage. And this is weird because during the sex scene, they play the sounds, the audio from the sword fight over the sex scene, which is supposed to kind of be funny and try to sync up because you, you, they're like Monica and Marty, they're like fighting. And you hear like, them going, oh, uh, uh, thrust, thrust. And like, oh, oh, you got me there. And it's like, come on, you can do it harder than that. And like, it's trying to. They're trying. You can't get. You know what they're trying to do, but it's it just, just. It's not well done. It's not like, well it, done. I, I like the attempt. I appreciate the effort, but it just didn't work. No, it didn't. Yeah, I agree. It, it it fell flat because honestly, the guy looked like he was fucking bored as shit as he's going to Pound Town. <laughs> yeah. He is not going to make her sing after pounding that. No, puss. there will be no singing on this one. No. Uh, so after the fucking and fighting are done. <laughs> uh, Monica and Kate they head down to the costume storage room uh, Ashley and Taylor they get into an argument yeah after post, after having sex yeah after doing the deed on the face couch she, she's like she pulls the old girl, girl thing like he's getting dressed he's yeah. and she's like what are you thinking or what's on your mind yes and he's like nothing I'm not yeah. thinking anything and she's like even a retard has something on his mind he's like you call me a retard? I'm like, I'm not a retard. Like, I didn't call you retarded. I just said, even a retard has thoughts. Like, you didn't. I, 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 I gotta admit, I kind of like this because it's like, you know, you remember when you're first having sex on a regular basis when you're in your late teens, early 20s, and that's what they are late teens, early 20s. Yeah. And it's that kind of shit. What are you thinking about? No, obviously, he's not thinking of a fucking thing. He's no. just thinking, ugh. <laughs> no. And that's, and that's exactly, I've had that same yeah. goddamn conversation. I've had it too. I think yeah. I can pretty much have that same exact exchange of words verbatim <laughs> on more than one occasion. Yeah. But it's just funny. But he gets upset because he thinks she calls him a retard. <laughs> uh, uh, and again, 90s, dropping the retard bomb, man. It, yeah. You got it. Uh, so anyway, he storms out. Speaking leaving. of retard bomb, you say it all the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You really do. I do. I, I, I guess to me, I don't care. Like it's to me, I was like, I don't know. It's like I don't get offended. Like, obviously, I'm not retarded. I don't know. I don't. To me, I don't think that's an. I find it dumb that people think that's an offensive word. I, I mean, I remember back like talk about '90s. You want to talk, bring like '90s? This they haven't. They didn't do it in this movie, but. We used to go around and say, dude, that's gay all the time. Like, dude, oh. that's so fucking gay, man. Fag this. Yeah, uh, fag. Oh, yeah. Or like, oh, not so much fag. Like, dude, we, I remember saying, like, oh, dude, that's fucking gay. Or, no, I don't oh, gay. gay. Everything was gay. Everything was gay. Everything and it was gay. And it wasn't like being offensive to actually gay people. Like, it was just like, mm-hmm. you're just a thing. Like, so, like, I said, to me, that's how retard is. Lame. Like, yeah. It's lame. Like, just, eh, it's fucking yeah. retarded. And to this and day. When you, when you, basically, you're saying it's stupid. Yeah, you know. it's just stupid. Uh Another rant, like it's like uh, in the early two thousands when the fucking uh, Black Eyed Peas, let's get retarded in here, love that song. And then they changed, let's get it started, like gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's retarded. Yeah, they didn't change it. That's so gay. They changed it yeah. from retarded to started. <laughs> I was like, I'm gay. I was like, are you serious, people? You, who, who? So many people apparently got butt hurt over that. That they made a band <laughs> change a name of a song 
to which was a fun song because I we used to like do it. Just so I'm gonna get retarded drunk. Like we would say that shit all the time. And it was fun. It was just fun and so yeah. It's it's funny you mentioned that because I remember kind of that that t- like right when people stopped saying retarded or really wanted to change it up. This is a weird story. There was a guy who did. Uh, I, was, I managed a music store, FYE, yeah. for a while. You know that. But uh, I was a manager of a music movie store. So this guy came in. He goes, hey, man, do you have the Black Eyed Peas, uh, Ella Funk? Yeah, Ella Funk. That's the one that with, was on. With the song, uh, Let's Get It. He goes, let's get it. Let's get retarded. And I go, yeah. He goes, do you have the clean version? <laughs> and I go, what? Like, as, as a matter of fact, I do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there is an edited version because the Black Eyed Peas are so known for swearing. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I guess they said shit and fuck maybe in one or two of their what? songs. Like, yeah, I, that's, yeah. yeah. So, so like I'm that. like, yeah, man. Um, and he's he's a young black guy, you know, maybe maybe in his like uh, late 20s, early 30s. And I'm like. I'm I'm kind of curious. Why are you getting the edited version? Because this is one. Why can the black eyed peas? <laughs> yeah. Two. Why are you getting the edited version? And he goes, I, 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 I play. I'm a semi pro frisbee dog guy. Like I go around the country and have this dog. And he, that for and he does routine. tricks, and I go yeah. to, and I do events and things, and you know I. Get us, you know. This is what I do. I have this border collie, and you know, we we do tricks, and we're gonna do. Let's get it. We don't want to say retarded because kids are gonna be there. There might be might be offensive, so I want it. Let's get it started. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, you want that version? Time, times are changing. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I bought that out, and I'm so glad I got when I did. Cause I, so I actually have the let's get retarded version on C. So I'm like, thank God I have the original. The way I'm sure you can be. still get it online, but. It's just kind of funny. It's just so weird. Uh, kind of like how long we've been talking about this, too. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> People are like, shut the fuck up. Get back to the movie. <laughs> I don't care about your this shit. <laughs> Stop being retarded. Get back to the movie. <laughs> Stop being such retards. Get back to it. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. On that uh, note, I'm opening a beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Taylor, he, he storms out of the dressing room. He's pissed off. Uh, leaving Ashley. She's sitting at the vanity. She's trying on, like, various pieces of jewelry that were left behind the theater, which, again, I call bullshit on again. Like, apparently, like, all these, like, valuable diamond jewelry would be it's left cos- behind. It's costume jewelry. You can tell. But I know. But and it, they're in a theater. It's costume jewelry. It's supposed, but they're thinking, oh, my God, how much? They're like, oh, this is going to be so vibe. How much do you think this is worth? It's diamonds. I'm like. They're dumb kids. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we see the wardrobe. Like, crack. The doors of the wardrobe crack open a little bit behind her. And that's when you see her get grabbed from behind by the clown who begins to strangle her. Monica is in the nearby costume room. She thinks she hears noises coming from the dressing room. Yeah, she's got a she's but got a boombox. Of course, box. she's got the boombox going. She's got the boombox going. going, and she's kind of like, what the fuck is that? And you know, they were just fucking. So I don't. Yeah, I, I, this yeah. one, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's again the, the old mm. cliche: the boombox is going. All right. Um, but she does. She turns the boombox off to like hear better. But right as she turns it off. Ashley exhales her last breath. So, yeah. So, and then we see the clown dragging Ashley's body into the wardrobe. Monica enters the dress room, finds it empty, she leaves. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, she does decide to check in Orsini's dressing room, which is like right next to uh, Lorraine's dressing room. And she opens the door and she sees the clown sitting at the vanity in Full front of the mirror. Polagachi. Polagachi? Isn't that his name? The clown? Pagliacci. 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 Sorry. Um, so Pagliacci. My, she screams. She spins around. The clown spins around, rushes her. She takes off running down the hall screaming. 
Hearing all the screams, all the others rush down to find her. They're running down the stairs as she's running towards it. And uh, Taylor leaps yeah, over. Like, leaps over the rail, like it's tackles. Not a bad idea. Pretty, yeah, pretty Monica, Monica runs by. He leaps over and tackles the clown right as Monica runs by. Uh, the two of them struggle on the floor. Then Tyler rips the face off the clown to reveal that it was just a mask and that it's George, who is pissed off at Taylor for ripping apart his mask that he stayed up all night working on. Um, and that it was just, he was, he, and it, she was, I was just chasing her to calm her down. Because that's the best way to calm down a scare girl is to chase after them dressed up as a killer clown. Absolutely. Best way to calm somebody <laughs> down. Uh, so this is when they notice that Ashley isn't with them, but everyone's like, fuck it, let's go back to cleaning and whatnot. Uh, Kate and Monica talk about George. Uh, Kate leaves to go call the school to check in on Gibby, but ends up taking a detour to stop to talk to George some more. And this is where they start having their meet for like another little meet cute. They bond a little bit. He tries to kiss her. Which is ballsy because like they, they keep they basically talk for all of maybe a combined ten minutes in this whole movie. Hey man, he's a stud and he's, bad and he's boy. just like goes in for the kiss right away. He drives a hearst, Marshall. Yeah. He drives yeah. a fucking hearst. Yes, he's used to getting those chicks. That's right. Yeah. Um, but he uh, wears a leather jacket. He doesn't wear leather. He wears a denim jacket. <laughs> he wishes he wore a leather jacket. <laughs> he wishes he wore a leather jacket. <laughs> You're right. He does wear like a fucking Levi's jacket. Yeah. It is. Uh, she leaves to go make the phone call uh, to the, back to school. Monica takes a freight elevator to the basement to drop off a bunch of crates of old costumes. She steps on a mouse trap and says she broke her toe in a mouse trap. Rat uh, trap. I'm sure it, it had to be a rat trap because this thing was huge. Yeah, it was a rat trap, and she was wearing keds and she's got petite little feet. Yeah, but I still so don't know. I, if, I, I, I don't know if it'd break no, her toe. It wouldn't. No, like not with those shoes she was wearing. It'd fucking like, hurt. It'd be like, ow. <laughs> I don't know if it hurt that much. I mean, those shoes. Are... She was wearing like kids, like canvas shoes. No, yes. I don't think. So. All right, yes. whatever. I won't argue this point too. Much. I, but anyway, I don't think it'd break her it toe. Hurts. No, it, it hurts. It hurts. It didn't because she. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about she it. She stands up, and as soon as she stands up, she turns around. She's face to face with the clown, who, of course, she still thinks is George. Uh, but she does quickly realize that yeah, it's not she, George. She, she's like, "God damn it!" George shoves him, then looks up at him and is like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like kind of realizes. This is definitely not George. And she takes off running. Clown gives chase. And I like that. I like that she, you know, her first reaction is just like, fuck you, George. And then realizes, ah, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> she didn't keep going, George, we do it. George. You know, she yeah. didn't do that shit. She, yeah. you know. We have seen the path yeah. that that yeah, shit that goes on of, too that, long. Yeah. And they, they did it nicely. Uh, so she ends up uh, in the set slash storage docking bay. Uh, she arms herself with a prop spear. Uh, the clab, the clown. Like, I liked it. She grabbed it. She touched it. She said, fuck, you know, it's, it's sharp. It's a, it's a proper. Did she do that? Cause I, yeah. I missed that. Part she grabbed it and she like kind of touched it to see if it was, you know, real metal. And she's like, Oh, you know, it's this, this can fuck someone up. Okay. So, I, I, I must've yeah. glanced with that. So that's cool. They did that. I'll yeah. give them credit for that. That's good. Uh, the clown though, grabs her through like an, a mirror frame, uh, as Monica passes by. Uh, but he kind of lets her go. And then she starts trying to stab him through a canvas flash. She's stabbing through this wall blindly. And, but you hear the clown go like, Oh, like he makes him say like he's gotten mm-hmm. stabbed. Uh, and so thinking he's stabbed and then Monica kind of drops her guard. She backs up into another flat to catch her breath. And that's when she gets stabbed through the stomach from behind through the flat by another spear. And she dies. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I did not like that. Yeah. No. No, I, th- I was disappointed too. She's stabbing. 
How? Yeah, like how does he get from that side to that side? Instant, well, yeah. It, it, huh? Yeah, he teleports behind her. Yeah, like, he, instantaneously. Yeah, I, I, I did not, I did not like that. No, I agree. It, it was too. If they wanted to do that, they should have had a little more time elapsed. Like maybe she walks, starts walking out of the room, and then gets stabbed or something. But like, yeah, there's no way he goes from so in front of her to she, behind she her. She like, seemingly stabs him. Yes. You hear him go ah. Yeah. She lets go of the spear. And it's still there through the canvas yeah, the flat. curtain. The flat. The flat. The, yeah. And so it's still there, right? He or she she takes a breath, takes a few steps back against another canvas flap. Yeah. And then wham! Through the back. Now, so, I'm not saying it was the same spear because there could have been multiple spears. It was not the same spear. So because I, I'm not they, arguing, well, I thought that's where you're going because no. she left a spear. We're making a point to say but, that she left a spear there. Here's the thing. So. Did she stick it into something and he just made a noise? Did he grab a hold of it? I mean, I my, and, and, my guess is that he just made the noise like he's like oh and like faked her out. But and, but it's the fact. My big thing is like how does he get all the way around her? One hundred eighty like, degrees in like three seconds. Right. Yeah, that's that's the bullshit. Another flag goes down. Another mm. fifteen yard penalty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> first down the bullshits. Yeah, bullshits. <laughs> first down. Bullshits. First down. Uh, so Dude, we, they're like they're in the red zone right yeah, now. Yeah, they're in the red zone. <laughs> so we're getting close to like this movie. Keep on, they're gonna be. A, they're, it's gonna be first and goal. You know, they're gonna be around the, <laughs> the one yard line there, uh, half half the distance to the goal. Yeah. Uh, Kate's on the phone. She's called to school to check on Miss Gibby. Uh, and she's told that Gibby's not in the school or not in her office or whatever. And then the line goes dead in the right after that. Bum bum bum. Yeah, a big surprise. Uh, meanwhile, Marty and Taylor they're trying to break open one of the exit doors. Which, for some reason, we now find out that all the exits have been chained and locked from the outside. Chained and locked from the outside. outside. Which, and this is a big, big, big theater. Yeah, a huge theater. Which also makes... How does he get back in? <laughs> <laughs> if they're all locked from the outside, how did he get back in? Chained and barred through a, the like, outside. Like, there's kind of a plot hole here, guys. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, anyway, uh, now Walnut, she starts freaking out, and she's like, something's very, very wrong. And But Kate heads off to find Monica, but, of course, she can't find Monica at all. At this point, Mari, he's, he's like, I'm going to go try the phones in the office, uh, but the, the, he finds out they're dead. And then Walnut looks for George while Taylor looks for Ashley. So everybody's kind of going their own way, but nothing really comes up. They all meet back together in the theater. They're on the stage. They're on the stage, yeah. Taylor remembers that Ashley has a cell phone that she keeps in her bag. Now, this and, is the 90s. Yeah, so yeah, back in 8990, cell phones were still too big to carry in your pockets, guys. This is the 90s, people. So Taylor pulls out the black brick of a cell phone <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. that can't get any signal. Do you remember I had one of those? You had, yes. And I remember I was so jealous when you had like, oh, it's the coolest thing, man. Like, it was, yeah, it was an old black brick. Kind of flipped down phone was like this giant Dude, thing. it was so big. Had to pull out the antenna. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I had these phone cards yeah that you know it's like you have 45 Five minutes, minutes where you enter in calling the, cards man you enter yeah. in the code and it would give me minutes and like one of those cards was like 15 dollars. yeah oh man i remember like getting a ton of like when we our freshman sophomore year in college before any of us had cell phones and we went away to go i people just give me like calling cards as gives like all the time i'm like cool all right now i can <laughs> waste money calling aaron when i'm drunk or you know somebody <laughs> yeah what the fuck am i gonna use this for it's like 
it's like for emergencies only. It's like, well, I've got like five hours worth of emergency. <laughs> like five hours of emergency. So I'll just be driving around like, hey, what are you doing? I'm calling you on my cell phone. Yeah, I'm driving and talking at the same time. Whoa, no way. 98, look out, world. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a black brick. She, uh, so, uh, but of course you can't get a signal. So they're like, "Hey, get up on stage for higher ground, cause that'll work." Yeah, because getting whole four to six feet higher will magically give you a signal. Dude, those fucking phones though were fickle as hell. I know. And he's like pacing back and forth on Dude, stage. They really like, I got were. It. No, I got, I got. No, I don't. I got. No, I don't. <laughs> they were such a pain in the dick. Yeah. Uh, so, and he's trying to dig around the signal and that's when he gets hit from behind by Ashley's dead body that comes swinging out from nowhere, hanging from a rope by the neck and everyone screams. George enters the stage. Uh, Taylor immediately attacks him. Assuming it's George who somehow strung her up all the way to the very tippy top of the stage. And if you haven't been in a theater before, I'm, I'm sure the majority of people have at one point been in a theater. I mean, we're talking like 20, 30 feet up. I mean, the fly lofts. Yeah. Yeah. You know way more about this stuff than I do. How, I mean, give me a good idea. That's gotta be, that's, well, that's ridiculous. Technically he could have, well, the most logical way to, okay, if we're really going to, she's swinging. I know. We're going to, let's, let's, let's look, break this down. If we're going to break this down properly, sure. here's what would have to be done. To make the most efficient, you would go to the sides where the, all the uh, fly pulley systems are. You would lower down one of the ropes in the fly systems, have Ashley's body on the stage, tie the rope around her neck that's attached to the, the pulley system, then go back to the pulley system, pull her body up so it's dangling, and then to get to swing, you would have to probably climb up the scaffolding or a ladder to get to the, the overhead catwalks where the lighting fixtures and the other fly loft stuff are. And then somehow use like a hook or something to pull her body over to the catwalk where you would have to, again, tie it to something. So when you release it, her body swings down and hits to get that swing in effect. Uh, and again, for that's a lot of work for one person to do. And then to always show up on stage like, Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, denim jacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and Tyler attacks him thinking he killed Ashley, but George, like, flings him off really easy again. So this is not much of not much of a jock so far. He's been bested with the sword fight by a gay guy and the bad, the supposedly badass smoking special effects theater geek Damn has basically wearing, just, like, yeah. flung him off. This guy's supposed to be the football player. He, I guess he's a, I don't know, he's guess he's probably supposed to be the quarterback, but he sucks. You, you know where this movie is filmed in, right? Well, I know it was Canada. Yes. <laughs> Canadian football. Canadian. <laughs> Canadian football. Just because it's film in Canada doesn't mean it takes place in Canada. Because uh, none of them had Canadian accents. I'll say that. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah. Uh, he's like, he, George's like, hey, I didn't have anything to do with it. It wasn't me. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. We believe you. <laughs> uh, real quick, they don't they don't harass George very long at all about this. When he's at this point would be suspect number one. But we're like, you didn't do it? All right, I believe you, George. You got some about yeah. you. Hey. hey, give me a thumbs up. You're, you're the Hearst driving bad boy. Yeah, hey. yeah you can do no harm. Uh, you're like a smoking Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marty suggested they all head up to the roof 
where they might get cell phone service and they can also start trying to flag down help by starting a fire, fire on the roof. <laughs> Let's burn this bitch down. <laughs> That'll get somebody's attention. Just burn it all down. <laughs> Uh, and then all of a sudden, a trap door in the stage opens below Marty. Marty plummets down to the understage pit area. <laughs> a la stage fright. And the trap door closes again, cutting him off from the others. Um, Taylor and Wanda are like, Taylor's like, fuck him. I'm going to the roof. I don't care. So he and Wanda, they go off to the roof while Kate and George, they go off to try to get find a way to get to Marty underneath the stage. Now, uh, we cut to Marty, who slowly makes his way through the dark and cluttered confines of the pit slash storage area under the stage. Again. Which, this isn't a proper... If it was a proper pit, um, I mean, an orchestra pit wouldn't be under stage necessarily be Alfred. But even if this isn't under stage, this would, is so goddamn cluttered. Like, it would be so... I know it's, the theory is not functioning, but there's no way it would be functioning for... A property. All this clutter would be somewhere else. This this shit wouldn't be kept right underneath the stage because that's where you need you keep that stuff open and clean so you can whatever props and shit you're raising up and down you have room for. This shit is like a hoarder's house. It's so confined, <laughs> so much shit that there's no way this would be a working proper uh, area for a theater. Anyway, the clown leaps out, attacks Marty with another sword. So uh, there's fucking sword, sword fighting. Yeah. So yeah, lucky rapier. Marty still has his rapier. And now they have a fencing duel. They are straight up like fucking Nigel Montoya, you kill my father, fencing Prepare duel. Prepare to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only it's nowhere near as good. Yeah, nowhere near as <laughs> it, awesome. It's really shitty. Uh, the clown wins, disarms Marty, and knocks him back into an old electric chair. Sure. Which, fuck, a bullshit flag out again. Because, <laughs> of course, all old theaters have a goddamn electric chair. Oh, what kind of electric chair it is also? It's a possessed electric yeah, chair. Yeah, possessed one. Why? Because as soon as Marty hits, sits down in it, not, not actually, because it's not even right in a minute it does, because I would say, okay, the force of doing it would, but he falls down in the chair. And, and he's he sits sitting there, there as as uh, Pagali, I can't remember his fucking Pagliacci. name. Pagliacci. Thank you. Or Pagliacci has a, like, he's pointing he's, the sword He's at got him. him like dead to rights with the sword, yeah. and the guy's sitting there like, okay, he's it's like playing it cool. It's like, okay, I'm kind of fucked. What's going to happen? Yeah. And, and then, then the clasp, the ankle and wrist clasp just shut. The ankle shut. and wrist clasp just suddenly kapunk, kapunk, magically kapunk, clasp kapunk. around him. And and, and, and hold them. Yeah. And they, they lock. Yeah. So now, yeah, there's there's a magically possessed electric chair. Locks Marty in. Uh, and the clown uses the sword then to cut one of the, like, electrical wires above the chair. It's like one of these, like, wires. It's one of those things where it's like the electrical wires are wrapped in kind of like this metal tubing or something. Like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he cuts it with, with a, a sword, metal, metal sword. Fucking Sword. Yeah. Which okay. Again, sparks. There's slime. so much bullshit flag. Like I'm, 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 I'm off flags. I'm to the point where I have to throw my hat, dude. Yeah. I throw my hat because I'm out of bullshit flags. Uh, so there's bo- fights on the field. It's yeah. first and goal. <laughs> You're right on the goal line yeah. now. So he cuts a metal electrical wire with a metal sword. He's fine. Sure. Sparks are flying. He then pick, picks up. The metal sparking electrical wire with his hand, which is only just a light cotton glove, by the way, jams it onto the metal clasp of the electric chair, which uh, electrocutes the shit out of Marty, killing him. And on the other side of the door... And this is where I'm saying, hat's gone, because this shit fucking electrocute the clown as well, but apparently the clown 
is is so he's faster than fucking the flow or surging electricity because he just manages like take a step back like a little half step back and he's fine he's wearing rubber galoshes yeah (laughs) (laughs) but the clown is a-okay even though everything around him is is up in like sparks and just getting electrocuted out of the ass and while this is going on while they're having the fight and everything on the other side of the door downstairs there's george and and kate and they're pounding on the door and they're like hey hey we can hear you you can hear him talking yeah they can hear he's still alive. And then you hear, <laughs> and they're like, I think he's still alive. I think he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and here's here's another uh, plot oh. point that they fuck up later. But uh, this, when once Mark fries, it also cuts the power to the building. So now there is zero yeah, power. All zero the power. Off. And too much I love George goes, oh, great. Now we got to <laughs> deal with this. <laughs> Beautiful line delivery. Beautiful. Oh, great. Oh, shucks. Now we got to deal with this. It's like something the fucking little rascals would say, you know? Like, Like, leave it to beavers. Like, it's such a damn, it's so bad. Oh, ma. Now the lights are out. We got to find a homicidal clown? Oh, shucks. So... George and Kate find their way to the understage area, like Aaron said. Yeah, and, and where but, they, but but there's such urgency. They're pounding on the door. Ah, the lights go out. Boom, boom, boom. And as soon as they burst through, they're just like, "Be quiet." Yeah, I know. All of a sudden, their mood completely changes. changes. They're trying to save his their friend. They're trying to find him. When they be like, you know, I forget. Gay guy, gay guy, where are you? I remember his <laughs> Marty, name. Marty, where are you? Marty, Marty, where are you? <laughs> I wish you'd say, "Gay guy, gay guy, where are you at?" <laughs> They're such ridiculous characters. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. their names. But, Marty, where are you? Marty, there's... there's but they're like, shh, be quiet. We only... We're walking by candelabra. <laughs> they are. One, yeah. George literally has a candelabra in his hand. And it's... But they're being so slow and quiet as... Whereas before, just seconds before, they're pounding on the door and screaming, Marty, Marty, we're coming to save you. And as soon as they burst through, shh. Yeah. It's totally. like that shift. I'm like, what, 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 what? Aren't you saving your friend? Aren't you going to be the Calvary that's coming in? Aren't you trying to save this man's life? And then all of a sudden, it's just you're trying not to wake up your mom and you go sneak out to smoke a cigarette or something. Fuck. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great point. Uh, they do find Marty. He's fried to a crisp, which it's a decent makeup effect. It's not bad. It's it's not bad, but. The first it's thing not I thought great, of, but it's not bad. The first thing I thought of was like, "Ooh, that would stink." It would stink. Wouldn't you be like, "Ooh, what's that smell?" You know, you definitely, yeah, you would smell that like, burnt flesh and hair because like, his hair's gone; yeah. it's all burnt off. It would and you know that motherfucker so had bad. lots of product in that. Oh, shit, Oh, you know too. it did. That's so, probably what went up so quick. Oh, I bet he had fucking Depp. Remember Depp? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet yeah, he I had so Depp. much Depp in his hair. <laughs> There's another 90s uh, nugget for you. Uh, so, at this point, they've, they've, yep. they've given up searching. And instead of going back the way they came to get back up to the uh, theater park, what do they do? They decide to start tapping on the walls looking for secret passages. And fucking A, they goddamn find one. In, like, no time. <laughs> no time. No time. It's like, what the shit, man? <laughs> So now this theater has apparently underground catacombs, and now it's 
also like a castle with secret passages. Fuck me in the ass. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is... Oh. Just... So... Oh, God. So much shit. Like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm out of bullshit flags. I, I'm, I'm all done. It's first and goal. You can't get any closer. Half the distance to the goal. There's nothing more I can do here. Uh, we cut to Taylor and Walnut. They, they, they have reached a latch that leads up to the roof. Like, so like there's like a little stairwell or ladder that leads to this latch and then you fling it open and you're on the roof. So it's not like a proper door. Uh, Tyler forces it open, climbs to the roof. Meanwhile, Walnut, who's still at the bottom of the stairs or ladder, whatever it is, she's gathering up sca- scraps yeah, of like paper, paper and o- like any like anything that's debris. Flammable. Yeah. Like, yeah so, just like, to, to hand it up. Kindling, so. basically kindling. And uh, so she turns around to hand up the kindling or whatever to Taylor and that's when the clown appears behind Taylor, who is, must have already been on the roof already to be there. The clown grabs Taylor, the latch slams shut, and again, I blowing the whistle. I'm sorry, but we, I can't. You gotta talk about tele, the teleporting bullshit here, because he. Well, there's gotta be one area to access the roof. Yeah. There's how many ways are there to get on a roof? Almost always one. one. Even, so how, how, how? But even, yeah, even if there's two, even if there is, like, I just... He was just he, in that's what I'm the saying. basement. How the blue, yeah, that's what I'm saying. How in the blue fucker he, he was, gets Not only there. the basement, underneath, like, he was under... Under like, the state, like, yeah, definitely at least a floor, east of basement level one or something. Like, subterranean. He, at least one floor underneath, yes. And now, he's up on the roof, and it's not like he just shows up on the roof. I mean, from the area he comes, where we see him coming, it means he would have had to been on the roof a while, just waiting around for Taylor to show up. Like he knew he was gonna be there. Like it's such bullshit in this scene that I fucking hate it. Like I was like, if I had like a bunch of loose papers, I would have thrown them up in the air. I was like, <laughs> Fuck it, <laughs> I'm it. done. But so that's not. It, it, oh, it's not, it's not bad enough here. So now Taylor's like, "Fuck you, man! I'm gonna fuck you up." So he, Taylor and the clown now get into a boxing match, which is stripped, ripped straight out of Friday the 13th Part 8. Oh, Jason I, takes Manhattan. I wish it was half that cool. Yeah, I wish it was. I would say they're, they're like squaring off and they're on the roof and the roof is like flashing. The, it's like this, the, a light to basically let people know that there's a roof here. Helicopters yeah. beware. So it's a slow flashing white light so it'll go white yeah. and then fade dark yeah and then white and fade dark it's kind of cool and they're facing off and the clown is kind of squ- squatted down he's got his hands out he's almost like in a weird wrestling stance like come on and then fucking taylor looks like he's never known how to put <laughs> his fucking dukes up ever he's just holding two hands up and is like near his head <laughs> What kind of fighting stance is that? This kid's never, ever been in a fight before. Or if he has, I think it's he's pri- got his... I think it's called privileged white boy stance. Yes. <laughs> this kid's never fucking fought. That's that's gated community fighting stance. Yeah. <laughs> Prep school. Prep school fight stance. <laughs> Yacht club fighting stance. Yeah. God, it was so pathetic. I'm like, really? really? You're the football player? You're the jock? Yeah. Oh, um, and then so somehow, I, I don't really know how, but it doesn't fucking, matter. Tyler ends up dangling. He from pulls the roof a fucking shredder out of Ninja Turtles. He's where he's, 
where Shredder's running at Splinter and he just, you know, the fucking Pagliacci clown goes, Wole! <laughs> flips him over and now he's hanging on yeah. the edge of the roof. That's your first punch you throw! Yeah. <laughs> you get thrown off the fucking roof! Worst Jack ever! <laughs> God damn! Yeah, this he is definitely the worst Jack ever. Um, so yeah, Taylor's there dangling, hanging over the roof's edge. Uh, and, and I he, do love his response. Come on, man. I don't want to die. Give me a break. <laughs> and uh, he's, yeah, he's begging with the clown. And, and he, said, he literally says to the clown, give me a hand here. So you can see where this is going, guys. Yeah. If, if you already. Guess what happened? Uh, the clown reaches out a hand for Tyler to grab. When Tyler grabs the hand, the hand rips out of the clown's sleeve and Taylor plummets several stories to his death <laughs> as the clown waves bye-bye to him with his real hand. So we had the old fake hand in the sleeve gag, <sighs> which, mm, I mean, all right, I, I, I don't like this. I do not like this. I can tell. Here's my problem. Yes, it's a clown and it's a gag. I get that. But it's the one and only time this in this movie the clown does anything remotely clown like. or clown like. Everything yeah. else is all serious, straight up like straight He's up normal slasher, stalker, yeah. kill you. This is the one and only time he does anything clowny, and it really pisses me off because like, don't do it. We've had like what four kills maybe up to now. Nothing has been clowny. There's been no shtick, no yeah. comedy, nothing to it. Choked to death. Axe the face, spears of the body, Stag, hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nothing. And now, gag. Now, now we get gag hands. Like no, and and it never does it again. Nothing ever comes back to it. It's just this one and only stupid ass time, and it really fucking angers me because like there's no need for it either. He's a shtick clown, like, and you're gonna do the whole thing. But that's the thing. Like he's not supposed to be. He, they make him out like he's not a real clown clown. He's not like a Bonzo or, or you know, Bozo or Ronald McDonald clown. Like, hey, hey, kids. Or or like Stitches was, like the birthday clown in Stitches where he, he had all the gags, which made sense. He's just a sad opera clown, so he shouldn't be doing this shtick. It, like, I don't like it. It makes zero sense to me in this in this movie. Maybe he was giving homage. To what? Clowns in general. <laughs> I got nothing. Like, if they're going to do this shtick, then they might as well have had, like, during the boxing part of the fight, they might as well have had the clown, like, do the old, like, data boxing glove from the Goonies. Like, look, boxing glove on a spring, pop out from his fucking clown suit or something. And that knocks Taylor off the edge. I mean, if you're going to do this shit, do it. I mean, but don't do this one stupid little thing and then never come back to it. Man, this is really bothering you. It's just dumb. It didn't belong. It, 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 It took me. I was like, really? I'm like, come on. Like, that's how you're getting killed with the. I just, I didn't like it. Everything else was so serious and so either all shtick and kind of stick with the clown theme or none. Like don't do it half ass or like an afterthought thing. You know I don't like that. That's my point. Mm. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so serious. Uh, we very unclown like Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Kate and George. They're in the tunnel still. Uh, they figure out that uh, they figure out that this is where the clown has been. This is how the clown has been getting around without being seen. Oh, he's using the tunnels. Oh, he's using the tunnel system. Wow, it's amazing. Really, this is how he's been it, getting from it's point also a, to point maybe B. a giant fucking theater, and it'd be very easy to get around without being seen because you guys have been in, let's see, the theater, and then the dressing rooms and the costume shop. You've been in basically two areas of a giant 
multi-story theater complex. Yeah, it'd be easy to get around you guys out being seen. So, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. It's fine, you know. It's it's. They're trying to explain how he moves from right. Point I, I, a to point yeah, B but at the same so time, easily. it's like it'd be very easy in a building that large. Um. But yeah, again, it's like I can't. But I just don't like the idea of the whole catacomb, secret passageways in a basically modern day theater. Like it's yeah, it's not that modern day. It's like a hundred years old. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> all right. It's still all right. As far as historical theaters go, it's still pretty modern. It's not like. But anyway, fuck it. All right, I'll 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 stop. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm probably getting too... Too techie. Too, too techie. Yeah, I call bullshit under your techiness. All right, all right. I accept the flag. I'll, <laughs> I accept the penalty. I won't challenge. Um, <laughs> Keep that red flag in your pocket, <laughs> no, Marshall. No challenge. <laughs> won't challenge that. Uh, so, uh, they, they, and they find another sliding door. They find, like, another kind of hidden sliding door, and they emerge in the room where we saw Carruthers talking to the clown in the mirror, like his little secret layer room or something like yeah. that. Uh, Kate finds the article... Uh, that reads, Orsini saw it in the Opera murder case. And this is where she realizes that Orsini didn't kill her mother after all. And she fills in George on how Orsini is her father. And then she tells about these visions she's been having ever since she came to the theater. And blah, blah, blah. This is their come to Jesus moment. Oh, everything makes sense now. I get it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really poorly done. It's bad. Uh, Elsewhere, Walnut, she's running around scared just by herself. <laughs> she's just, she just scampering around, scampering around like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, like an like afterthought. A, she, like a chicken with her head cut off. It's almost like they just kind of forgot about one. Like, oh shit, we forgot about her. Where yeah, she no goes, shit. Oh, she's just running around. Yeah, she's the lost. tech yeah. girl. Who cares? Um, she enters the theater and decides to try to hide by laying on the floor in one of the rows amongst all the because chairs. Because she sees Pagliacci. She sees the clown walking around. And so the killer enters the theater. He's looking around. The, you know, he's looking around for her. And... The rat shows up again. Just, oh, bum, bum, Just bum. inches away from Walnut, who has to cover her mouth to try to stifle her heavy breathing. They're near screams from the side of a fucking rat. And God damn it. Can I just say how fucking tired I am of this bullshit rat gimmick? We see it all the time in movies, horror movies. And it's like, whatever. And I'm like, back me up here. And you're just like, fuck you on your own, dude. Hey, man, bitches hate rats. <laughs> but I mean, we see it all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't really think that a girl whose life is in real fucking danger, like real danger, hiding from a psycho killer, waiting to, wanting to do horrible, horrible things Yeah, man, to I'd her. suck the tail off that rat yeah, if it was like, like, uh, exactly. like yeah. He's going to yeah. scream out of fear from being, or just being fear or grossness. Like, oh, it's gross, from a goddamn rat mm-hmm. when you have a guy with a knife, a chainsaw, a fucking machete who's hunting you down, who wants to like make, show you your insides, and you're going to see a rat's going to be like, oh my God. I'm so sick of this gimmick and cliche. It's like, no way. You know what I'd like to see is the rat biting her. And, yeah. like, her, like, fighting to scream. That would make more sense. Or the rat, like, nibbling her hand or if something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'd like to see the rat, like, oh, fucking day. Yeah, oh, free you know? me, free me. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, like, chewing like, on her. And she's like, oh, she's yeah. stifling her scream. That Natural's would like, be awesome. Not just like, and you know what? I haven't oh seen. Oh, my God, a rat. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I haven't seen that. No. I haven't seen I don't seen think it. I've seen it. Yeah. You know what? I think I did, saw it in... There was one movie, I think, where we did see it, uh, where they were... Maybe not quite like that, where the rat was attacking, but they were like... She was like... Stifling. She was... Maybe I'm wrong, but there was something... Wasn't like the end of Chopping Mall? She was in the pet store, and there were rats and snakes. She was hiding underneath the shelf or something like that. And there was something with the... 
snakes or spiders. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm, I mean, you mean, I mean, I know that happened. I, I, don't I know, know they were the in a store and that stuff was happening. I don't remember if anything was like hurting her. Yeah, actually, but I, I like your idea of that, right? Like buying yeah. her or something. Like she's forced to like stifle. Mm-hmm. But no, she's just. Uh, I mean, and the rat itself is harmless. I mean, and like you said, it's a. It's not a, a mangy. Disease. It's like a nice, well kept. It's a stunt rat. It's nice and plump. <laughs> it's plump. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cute. Uh, but anyway, she wanna, just can't take it anymore. She cannot take the rat. So what she do? She stands up out of her hind space in the theater where she's. He's like she's like a shiny beacon. Like hey, hey everybody, here I am. <laughs> she's like a stripper jumping off a cake. Because I mean that's how visible she is now. And no one's surprised. There's the clown. She gets killed by the clown. He just cleaves her head off her shoulders with the sword he still has. And I loved it. And her head goes bouncing down the aisle stairs in, in slow, slow motion. motion. So boom. slow. And it's like, boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> boom. Bouncing head. Glasses still on. I know. The glasses were out. I looked for those. I, I kind of liked it. I was hoping the glasses were going to stay on, but I was looking, are the glasses on? I'm like, nope. And then the fi- when I saw the final bounce, I said, the glasses were off. But I was like, oh, we're loving it. The glasses stayed on. Um, so anyway, we go back to Kate and George, who now they've gotten separated in the tunnels, uh, which again <laughs> is bullshit. This was so bad. It's so it dumb. Like, he's, like, he's like, follow me. He takes one, one step, step. And she goes, where'd you go? <laughs> I know. It's like, the- and he goes, Follow my boy. There's the closest thing I can I can try to uh, uh, relate to this. The only thing I can compare to this for or I can he was sent into a wormhole. No, no, not even a wormhole. <laughs> but like, like when you guys when you listen when you go to a haunted house and you're in the dark, dark, you know, in the in the the, the hallways where they shut the lights off, and you have to feel your way through. It's that's basically what this is supposed to be. They can't see. There's no light. But like, if Aaron, and I were, like, yeah, seriously, you're in your group. There's one person in front. You're behind. And the person in front takes one step forward, and you t- maybe stop for a second. Uh-oh. I keep, you're, you're like, oh, we're separated. You're not fucking separated. You're in the same goddamn hallway all of a sudden. Just take a step forward. He's right. Reach your hand out. He's right there. Like, yeah, this is so retarded it's and asinine. Really poorly done. It's so bad. Like, oh, where'd you go? Take two steps forward, bitch. He's right fucking there. He turns around. Follow my voice. It'd be like you screaming in my fucking yeah, exactly. face. It would know? be. But she's apparently she go. They go from literally, basically, almost hand in hand to like a quarter mile apart or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Lost in the, and it, it had the echoing voice echoes through the catacombs. It's it, it's it's bad. It's so bad. Um. So, um. Anyway, uh, George gets grabbed by the clown, but we cut back to Kate before bum, we see bum, what bum. happens to George. Yeah, Kate runs down the tunnel. She comes to a door. She oh, he, goes co- through- he grabs George and covers his mouth. Yeah, so like George can't scream for Kate or something like that. And then it cuts away. Yeah, it cuts away. Uh, basically, Kate goes to a door and emerges in the mother's old dressing room. It's the secret door that leads through the through wardrobe. The, through the wardrobe. Through the wardrobe. Yeah. Um, so... She has some more various visions, but she ends up back on the stage and where she is suddenly bathed in light from the spotlight that flips on, which how in the fuck is a spotlight working? Is a mystery of science considering the building has already been declared has no power since they fried Marty. But yet, not just one spotlight is on. There's like two spotlights and a few other lights on and this place is supposed to have no Power. Backup generator, Marshall. Yeah, in a hundred old theater. 
Yeah. So, yeah, the spotlight hits her, and she's like, hello? Who's there? And you do, she, you get a, from behind shot, she's got kind of a nice ass. <laughs> but she's like, what? And she tries to run. The, the spotlight, spotlight follows. Her. It yeah. follows her. So someone's up there moving this shit exactly. back and forth, right? Someone has to scan her movements and yeah. follow her back and forth. And then, all of a sudden, the clown pops up next to her on the stage. She runs. And you can hear the clown say, wait, wait, Kate, wait, wait. And then we see a figure of a man like leaving the spotlight, by, by the man who's operating spotlight. We see a shadow of him move. Kate climbs up to the catwalk. She climbs up to the catwalks. As the clown follows her, he's repeatedly saying to Kate, like, wait, Catherine, wait, in, in, in a foreign accent. In, in a, a shitty accent. Shitty foreign accent. Kate rushes down the catwalk, chased by the clown, and then from out of fucking nowhere, literally out of fucking nowhere, keep in mind, we're on the goddamn catwalks, out pops Mr. Carruthers in a sweet, nice suit and everything. Christopher Plummer looking choice. Looking dapper. Yeah, he's a fucking Canadian knight. And he just pops up in front of Kate, and he tells Kate, he's like, Kate, come to me. And the clown's like, no, don't listen to him, come to me. And the two... Crothers and the clown go back and forth trying to convince Kate to come to them and not the other one. Um, Crothers tells Kate that the clown is Orsini. And then Orsini turns his attention to Crothers. Runs past Kate. Before so, he Crothers is like, you ruined my life. And we see he says stuff like, I've been hiding and living in this theater all these years while the cops basically were looking for him. So he's been hiding and living in the theater. When all along, it was Carruthers who had killed Lorraine. So, supposedly, Orsini didn't know that Carruthers killed Lorraine up until now, which I find incredibly hard to believe. Uh, with that, Orsini goes into a blind rage, charges Carruthers. Runs past Kate. Runs past Kate. Yeah, runs right past Kate. And, again, just pulling, like, another splinter out into Ninja Turtles. Basically, Olay just sidesteps Orsini, and Orsini goes tumbling over the rails of the catwalk and falls to his death <laughs> on the stage below. <laughs> it's this old guy. He's like, whoop. Uh, so Carruthers turns his attention back to Kate. He says to her that the moment he saw her, he knew fate had given him a second chance. That things didn't work out between him and her mother, but now things are going to be different between him and her being Kate. So basically, Carter is saying that he loves Kate instantly. Like, oh, I'm instantly in love with you, and that they're going to be together now. Kate yells, like, stay away from me. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, great writing here. Uh, <laughs> and then Carter's just like, fuck you. Punches <laughs> her in the face. Stay Bitch. Just punches her right in the what? face. Knocks her out cold. Mind you. He's 70 yeah. years old. Yeah. He was 70 years old when this was made. He's still alive in making movies today. Yeah, he's still he's, he's still active. He was still doing stuff in 2018. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's doing 18. So, I, mean, I don't know if you see. He may have been in his 60s, I'll say. At nope. Least. Was he 70? Born in 1929. This was released oh, in 1999. He's 69, maybe, when this was filmed. Yeah, he's fucking 70 years yeah. old. Yeah. And he fucking... He's got to go William Regal power the punch in, man. <laughs> Seven-year-old dude just cold cocks his He's girl. a fucking knight. <laughs> yeah, he's a little fucking the knight. Canadian knight. <laughs> uh, so, uh, where was it? Oh, she wakes up. She's wearing her mother's old costume from the opera. And she's, and she's tied, tied up. to a wooden beam hands, on the stage. Hands above her head. Yeah. She's tied by her hands above her head. So, her, you know, full armpit shots yeah. if you're into armpits. <laughs> and she's she's on the stage. 
sitting in the front row are all the dead bodies of the murder victims we've seen <laughs> so, throughout the whole movie. All all the bodies spread out through this entire massive theater yep. are now li- lined up front row. Yep. Body, 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 and even Walnut with her fucking head, head in, in her between, her, in between her legs yep. in her lap. Um, which, by the way, thank you for bringing that up because um, uh, when they when they they're paying over the bodies, we get the Gibby's Miss Miss Gibbs Gibby's body. I guess Carrera's decided to I guess glue the head back together, yeah, put her because, face back together. Because her head is fine. Like, there's look some, that there's bad. like a little bit of blood there's coming some, down her forehead, but her head blood. is. We clearly see that thing get split open like a goddamn like cantaloupe, walnut, you know? a cantaloupe that, like a weird uh, uh, a fucking Gallagher show or something yeah. like that. And now her head just fine. Just, just put that back together. Get some super glue. Get some put tape the- on yeah. there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, we hear Crowder's voice come from off stage, and he's talking about how it was a mistake for their teacher to bring all the kids here, and that he knew what he was going to have to do. And the camera cuts to him. We see that Carruthers is now dressed up as the clown, as Pagliacci. He rants on about his love for Kate's mother and some other bullshit. Uh, but God. But I will yes. You can probably say the same. But he nails this. Fucking boop. Yeah. <laughs> tractor beam part <laughs> went right back beam on. Right back, back up. On. I'm just, I'm fucking hooked. Yeah, I, I was too. This is the best part. This The next like five minutes, this whole monologue of Christopher Plummer is great. Like, it's, like, if actors need a monologue, go study this monologue and take it. You want to so learn, good. like, this, like... Well, just, the, not, not the Ryan's not that great, but the way he he kills it. He destroys. It's yeah. so good. I mean, after watching all this shit, you're like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And then it suddenly happens, and just all that stuff that I was watching before, gone. Yeah. And I'm hooked. Yeah, I And agree. I'm engaged, and I'm interested, and I'm like, what's gonna happen? There's a spot where he goes, where he's talking about how... He's, he's he's relating his real life issues with him and his mother to the plot of the Pagliacci. opera of uh, Pagliacci. And there's a spot where he goes through. He's talking. He goes from like anger and to like to, to starts to cry. And then he comes, he comes back. Like but he goes through these, these these transitions of emotions, and they're they're seamless. They're perfect. It's so mm. good. And we're in and he any doesn't other, overdo it. No, ever. but that's in like in any other horror movie where we've seen this type of thing. Like it would have been so overdone like so overacted and blown up proportion that it would be it goes it go, becomes borderline comical or so underdone and so monotone like blah 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 mm. like you're like come on but this yeah he crushes this scene yeah. now you know it. why this guy's been working since the 60s yeah and banging cleopatra <laughs> actually before <laughs> the 60s but yeah, yeah. uh so, uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, he, uh, he didn't tell his kid that the two of them are going to play out his favorite scene from the opera. Uh, he turns on the music and when he turns around, uh, he's face to face with another Pagliacci clown. Uh, he's like, what? And there's, so there's two clowns now, the two of them fight, but again, Carruthers overpowers the other clown, slams him against the wall, knocking him out. This guy's got to be a roided out seven year old. He is fucking knocking these goddamn twenty year olds out left and right. The fucking night, Jesus, dude, I Christ. love it. He beats him up, slams him down, goes over to the makeup table, grabs a knife, and just for good measure, fucking kicks over the stool for no reason. <laughs> no reason. He just walking by, grabs a knife over there, he's like, "Bah, fuck the stool." <laughs> I fucking loved it. I loved it so much. There was no reason to do it. But he, just, he 
He beats the guy up, grows over the makeup table, grabs a knife, and he's walking towards her, and as he's walking towards her, bah! Bah! That would be called, that's what we'd call in the acting is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking loved it. I'm like, why did you do that? I don't care. I don't care. I love it. Fuck this dude. <laughs> uh, and so now it comes very, kind of very family opera-esque in point, because he's going back to King's like, sing, Kate, sing. And Kate, he won't, she doesn't sing, which only makes Carter more angry. And he's like, you're missing your cue. Stop missing your cue. And he starts slapping her around. Uh, Kate screams like, if you're going to kill me, just do it. And with that, Carruthers raises his knife. Uh, he's about to stab her when Kate frees herself from her binds, <laughs> dives down to the floor in a desperate attempt to get away. He grabs her ankle and starts pulling her back. Uh, but she has a cord or cable in her hand. She, she's able, she's grasping at this cable. It yeah. knocks over a music stand, I which think. Which has a screwdriver, screwdriver on it. it. And the screwdriver slides perfectly across the floor, landing again just perfectly right in front of her for her to grab. She grabs it, turns around, stabs Crawlers right in the she eye. Swings back blindly in the, in the soft yeah. eye hole. Right in the soft eye hole. Another call back to the soft nice. eye hole. Uh, Kate gets up, rushes off backstage where she finds the levers to the trap door on the stage. She turns to the Carruthers and says, break a leg. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> then flips the switches. The trap doors open. Carruthers falls beneath the stage. Kate walks over to the opening of the stage, looks down to see Carruthers, who has now been impaled by like six spears or something <laughs> beneath just. I guess perfectly positioned beneath the stage what trap kind door. What player are they showing? Electric what? chairs and I, spears? Exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And if this is the trap door that Marty fell out earlier, there were no spears there. Well, there were more than Grant, one. I will trap. say there can be more than one trap door, but she pulls, I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess, but just like, how, why would there be all these spears? <laughs> this is like a Vietnam <laughs> booby trap. You see like Vietnam, yes, man. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, like, it's like a bush trap. It's a bush covering a bush trap. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? And he just falls. He's impaled on a all these A tiger pit, I think they call yeah, it. The tiger pits. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? Oh. The only thing that made it more, would make it more Vietnam is if they had like they, they rubbed like shit. Yeah, they covered the in feces. feces yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh. So. And he he. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He dies. So he he dies. Um. So, uh, the other clown gets up, removes the mask again, revealing that's George. Which, where do you get another mask from? Because the other Pagliacci masks, they're not clown. They're not masks. It's face paint, not a mask. But this guy's wearing, like, another latex-like mask. Which, where do you get this one from? So, uh, anyway, so, I I, I, I don't know. Would you have something? No, no, go ahead. Just fucking go. Uh, <laughs> we're almost there. Uh, he we're tells, almost to the goal. Line. George tells Kate that it was her father that grabbed him in the tunnels and that he was trying to help them. Uh, George and Kate exchange some stupid, cheesy lines here before yeah. George you, says, "It was your father. Your father found me. You didn't kill. Him. He loved you." Blah. But. Uh, God damn it. It's it's awful. It's so the tractor beam yeah. it's gone. <laughs> it's right back down again. Uh uh George says, like, hey, come on, let's get out of here. He kisses her on the head, and they walk off the stage, arms wrapped around her. George uses an axe to break the chains of one of the doors and walk out of the theater. They wrap they walk off, arms wrapped around each other. Freeze frame. Freeze frame, fade to black, roll credits. That's the movie. Now um, before we move on, 
If that's all it took, they could have they done that earlier. Like if they were easy, able to crack open the door and break it open with an axe, they could have done that like hours ago well, and unless, lived. If, I guess if they found the axe, though, that's one. But I imagine they'd have fucking fire axes, fire right? Axe, like, there's no. You're telling me, yeah. I mean, come on. You could have just like, yeah. But this is the problem I had. Okay, so oh, I have a lot of problems <laughs> with this part. <laughs> but it's it's George gets grabbed by Pagliacci. The the you know the. Covers his mouth, goes, you know, covers his mouth. He has time to tell him the story of, of his daughter, and I didn't yeah. do it. I didn't, I didn't kill her. Why don't you take yourself some time, dress up as a clown yourself, yes. while I go fight to go yes. save my daughter? What, what the fuck? <laughs> There's so many plot holes with what? this ending. What is going so many, on? How so many... many? How many clown outfits are around? Exactly. My other problem is... At least... Three. Yeah. At minimum, three. And here's my other problem. Okay, if Orsini is trying to help them this whole time, why is he killing everybody? And if it's not him killing people, that means it's Carruthers going around killing people dressed as the clown, which means Carruthers is going from clown outfit in full face paint to dapper to, suit. To dapper suit, back to clown, back to dapper suit. All this time, well, Orsini is apparently supposed to be trying to help him. What the fuck has he been doing this whole time? Because he's not helping. He's letting these people die until it's just George and Kane's like, oh, you know what? I guess now I should step in and do something. It's And then he doesn't even do anything. He just runs at Crows like a fucking idiot and falls off a catwalk. <laughs> it's the worst fucking ending. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. There's so many plot holes. It's so bad. It's so bad. He's working on his lunch. La 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 la. I love it. I was like, why is, if George, if Kate's life is in serious danger, why the fuck are you taking time to get in the full costume and makeup? <laughs> Just like, so you turn around behind me like, why is there makeup all the time anyway? <laughs> like, what the shit? Like, are you, you going to try, what, you, what was your plan where you could think, Trick Carruthers into thinking he's looking to a mirror or something. Wait, like, but, but they were talking to each other earlier. So has he been wandering the catacombs of this theater for years, dressed, dressed as, as Pagliacci? We see him in the mirror in Britain. Yeah, he's ah! dressed as a clown. So he spent like the last twenty years in the same costume and makeup, just wandering around, <laughs> twiddling his thumbs or Eating something. Eating rats. Eating rats. <laughs> what the shit is it? This is so fucking retarded. I mean, it's so bad. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> no. All right. With that, with that all that done, let's go on to our Man, f- favorite kill. We went crazy. There. We did go crazy. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right. Favorite kills. Um, decent amount of kills. I mean, not, there's nothing, you know, just, you know, not yeah. great, but you know, it's certainly not bad either. It's mm-hmm. pretty solid average. Um, what you got, Aaron? What's your favorite kill this My week? My favorite kill was Walnut. Uh, I, I I know the rat was a little cliche, but still, at the same time, she she freaked the fuck out earlier. She really, you know, like I said, best acting in the movie <laughs> was her freaking out about the rat. So while we did kind of harp on it, it's cliche, it's kind of weak, it's, but it's still, it, it she she pops up, and it's the beheading. The beheading's not bad, because you see her pop up, and you see... It hit the head and rattles off. It comes clean off. He chops it clean off. Yeah, it does. It's well done. And then the bouncing down the stairs in slow motion with the backlight. I liked it. That was my favorite thing. First of all, to to decapitate somebody with a sword in one swipe would be incredibly hard because it's not a chopping weapon. It's a it's a puncture weapon. Yeah, that that type of sword is a slasher slash puncture. It's slashing puncture. Not it's not going a cleaving like right. And again. 
if that's not or really Orsini, if it's Curtis, that's a 70-year-old man who's cutting off a head in one swipe. He this is guy, a Canadian knight. This, yeah, I, I guess, man. I mean, he, he knows this, how to use that fucking sword. This guy's insane. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's Yeah, I was torn between Walnut and uh, uh, Gibby, uh, Margaret Kidder, because uh, I did like the splitting head effect. Uh, I think I'm going to go with that one because that's really kind of other than the, that's really the first kill of the main, not, not the mom and the, the flashback, sure. but that's really the main kill that kind of gets it, things off yeah, and running. That, that's probably and, my and second. And the thing is like, that's like, it's, it's sort of like, bam, oh, head split open. It's like, oh, this is a great start. Like, it has a great sound. Thunk, yeah. Know, and like, oh, this is, you know, it makes you get excited for what's to come. But then it was just a letdown. Like, that, that should have been, like, one of the last kills. Because that was, like, they, yeah. they, they built this great kill, great effect right off. And then it's, like, strangle, fall yeah, off a roof. Strangle was the worst. I hated the strangle. Yes. And the fall off the roof, fall. we didn't even fucking talk about it. That motherfucker was moving around down there. Well, I would he kind of, like, I, wiggled a little bit. I, yeah, he did. But, I mean, I get it. Because maybe you didn't die right away. He's got, like, like the death twitch or something mm-hmm. like that. And I get mm-hmm. that. But we had two falling deaths in this movie. That one is enough. Yeah, and, and the choke. I'm, I'm sorry. If you're gonna make a choke, it's gotta be fucking. You know, spit and snot and face better be getting red. Like you better fucking turn up the juice on the <laughs> on on the the strangle. You better make it look real visceral instead of her just going. Ah, eh, I'm pretty and dying. <laughs> pretty dying. You know, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's, I, I like Gibby's. I like the, I'm going with Gibby's, but even though, yeah, because it started out like, oh, this is gonna be good, and then it went downhill from there. But all right, uh, so there's our favorite kills for this week. Moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official thermometer score, but it has a 38% audience score. And good old Amazon, 3 out of 5. Plot keywords, there were 53. And I wrote down 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 of them. Uh, Aaron, wanted, uh, you want you want to take a guess? On our plot keywords? Yeah. Canadian night? I wish. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Um, theater. I think it was, but I didn't write it down. Pagliacci. Uh, clown. Clown was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, no. I, I, uh, fuck some, you know what? Some, you want the weird ones? No, let me just or bring more obscure? No, fuck it. No, here we go. Because <laughs> You're I, never going to guess them. No, I mean, you'll guess them, but not for, like, I just want to... Because we've been complaining about this the last few several episodes that we were starting to get, we were starting to worry that we were like getting let down, but the oh? panty lovers are back in full force with this one. Really? Oh, hardcore with this one. You're kidding me? No, there wasn't like five various supply. All five of these have something to do with panties. So we had panties, black panties, black bra, black bra and panties. Girl in bra and panties were all keywords for this no movie. No shit. Yeah. So the That's... panty lovers are back. Panty <laughs> lovers are back, baby. Yeah. Oh. dub dub. Dude, it was so so pantyless for a long time. I know. Like, That's why I was like, I had. Oh, I was, when I saw, it, I was like, I actually smiled. Like, yay! The panty like, lovers are back. Woo! <laughs> Panty lovers are back. back. Dude, I didn't even think about panties. Yeah, I I know. Just, it's been so long. Well, I mean, yes, there is a panty. Like, she does when she's stripping her clothes. She does the clothes, whole strip tease down. She does yeah. strip tease, so she's in her black bra and panties. panties. And, yeah, but uh, you know what? To be perfectly honest, 
didn't even fucking yeah, it, click. It, yeah, it's not, it's not something they really focus on. Because some of these But that's where the panty lovers, man. Like, it's not focused on. It's not a focal point of the movie. But, man, the panty lovers are like, panties! Panties! There they are. <laughs> They're there. Well, we've seen other movies where the gals are, like, running around in their underwear half that's the movie. Time. Yeah, exactly. And they like, nope. Panty yeah. lovers are like, that's just too, too much. That's too much panties. Yeah. Well, we guess, like our panties subtle. I like a tease. <laughs> I like a subtle tease of panties. <laughs> This one was just. This one was just right. This is the Goldilocks. I, I, the Goldilocks I like zone. My subtle, delicate panties, like a fine wine. And the girls run around the bra panties. That's more like a malt liquor. That's too harsh. <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> I don't fucking know what we're talking about anymore. I want a Canadian night and subtle panties yeah. <laughs> in my movie. <laughs> uh, 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 trivia. The only thing. I, the only thing that I found was that it was filmed on location at the Walker. Theater in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, the theater originally opened in 1907 and it was designated a National Historic Site of Canada in 1991. And it was renamed the Burton Cummings Theater of the Performing Arts in 2002. That's my, all I got for this movie. My house is two years older than that fucking theater. Mm. I got an old ass house. But as well as the panties are back, mm-hmm. so is the budget game. They spent how much? The budget game. So, Aaron, we get the play, the budget game. Mm. I, don't, I kind of forgot. Almost, <laughs> I don't know. What I said that. Anyway, Aaron, what's <laughs> you your game? You play the budget, budget game. game. Okay. Uh, what, what's your guess for the budget for the uh, 1999 uh, A Clown at Midnight? You had two locations because in the opening credits, for some reason, they said L.A. film crew, Winnipeg film crew. So... Yeah, there's two locations pretty fucking far away from each other. I don't imagine it costs that much money to film in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. <laughs> but you had a Canadian night, Margot Kidder, a gal from Bel Air, <laughs> and you know uh, the son of Randy Quaid, a la <laughs> Independence Day. Day. So he and, and he was he was doing Independence Day. He did Doom Generation. He was he was a little more hot. He was a little more... I'm, I'm serious. He was, I, I get it, but I'm like, yeah. He was a little more hot. And Margot Kidder and Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, come on, man. Crushed it. Crushed it. He actually helped sell that movie. <sighs> You're filming in a theater. So, the look... We need an answer. $9 million. $9 million. Whew, that's where you're higher budgets lately. Um, because I'm fucking I know, dying. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm like, $4,000. You're like, <laughs> you're like, $7 million, Aaron. I'm like, Ugh. Aaron, yes, $9 million. The actual budget for 1999, a clown at midnight, or the clown at midnight, what the fuck it is, uh, $12 million. Hey. So, close. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey. I'm not giving you the win, though, but it was close. Fuck you! <laughs> That's pretty darn good. Uh, I can't always give you the win every time. I gave you the win last time for getting close. Uh, I can't give it to you all the time. What did I do last time? Uh, what was last time? Uh, it maybe wasn't last time, but the last time we had a budget game, you, you, I gave you a win because you were close, but not this time. Anyway, we're moving on. We're moving on. Damn to- you, Marshall! <laughs> moving on to five star reviews. These special movies have a special place. In these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. Now, there are only 28 total reviews for this movie. 39% are five star, 18% one star. Let's get wow. this show Almost on the road. Almost 40% are five stars? Yeah, wow. surprisingly. 
from Jamal Ray. I saw this movie in 1999 when I was 11 years old. I didn't off into much, but after 2000 came and went, I loved it ever since. It is scary and has a good storyline. Unlike most f- today, in this film is a good movie if you, you with just yeah, are into horror films. I'm not a fan of any video to video horror films, but this was the best. I loved it. Five stars. Now I don't know what video to video really is. And maybe it means direct to video. I'm guessing direct. But video to video sounds like somebody just like bootlegged it. Like yeah. it was a copy of a video. Like well, <laughs> what was the kid's name again? Jamal Ray. He may have, it may have been bootlegged. It may have been. Uh, and was that racist on my part? I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I love these reviews for this movie, not because there's like I think at least two of these, but we finally get. It's been a while. We get a kids review. Oh, sweet! I love these. There is typically nothing wrong with this movie. I mean, I thought it would be some lame film with a clown chasing people in a funhouse, but it was better than I thought. It's scary, suspenseful, and doesn't have too much gore, but it is frightful, and you keep wondering what's going to happen next. Like. After Monica saw the clown or after Kate's mother dies by Orsini stabbing her to death, Orsini is the clown. No, Pagliani is the clown, really, but Orsini is the Anyway, uh, I have this film in my collection. I say it's good addition and, and to any... Wait, good and to any others... Uh, it gets really fucked in bad grammar. Uh, five stars. You usually do well through the bad grammar. You're I, off your game, I feel. It's been a while. Uh, now, Not just one. A second kid's review. Shit. I'm so glad I bought this movie. I was really... It was... Really misspelled. Really scary and fun. The only thing that sucked was the opening murder scene. It did look a lot like opening of Halloween in a way. But other than that, it was good. It also stars that one girl from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Sweet. Five stars. Uh, Last five-star review from E.G. Guerrera. I forgot to mention. That's how he starts it off. And I went through every review. (laughs) There's no other review by this guy. He just starts with off. I I forgot forgot to mention. mention. Uh, You should get this movie on DVD. That way you can pause Tatiana's cleavage shots and it would be clear. By the way, the white girl gets naked and a white girl gets naked in this movie. Five stars. (laughs) Best (laughs) review ever. Proper perv. The only reason to get it on DVD is so when you pause it on Tatiana's, it's cleavage, by the way. He's supposed to cleavage. C-L-E. C L E A V E T C H. Cleavage instead of cleavage. Maybe he's French. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only way you should get on TV. Is so you, when you pause it, it's a clear image instead of having the staticky lines of a VHS pause. So you can get clear, clear cleavage I- I- images. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Cleavage, yeah. Cleavage. And a white girl has sex in the movie. <laughs> white girl gets naked. All right. She sure does. Now, I wrote down. Uh, three one-star reviews because they were fucking funny, I thought. Okay. Uh, from Michael Boltz. From beginning to bloody retarded end, this is definitely a cheesy slasher movie without a doubt. This natural disaster of a movie stars Christopher Plummer and Margaret Kidder for some reason. Maybe they were bored and didn't have anything else to do. One star. I just like, apparently retarded has been the word of this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, Uh, kids review. Oh, third oh, one. Oh, one. One star kids, kids review. review. Yeah. Um, now this one's a little long, but it's, it's, uh, and I think I even edited some of this down, but okay. So hold on. Kids review. A dumbass clown is killing kids trying to reopen an opera house. This wasn't even scary. And it was so predictable about a clown. You didn't really think it was Plagliacci, did you? It was the old guy. When they finally reveal who the clown is, it ruins the point that a clown 
is its own type of creature. Don't know where he's going with this. And how could that 80-year-old manager, or at least that's what he looks like, be the clown? I mean, seriously, come on. An 80-year-old guy killing five or six teens? There's also something else that disappoints and ruins the whole movie. It's they always have, in these usual slash movies, they split up of kind of routine. So they'll be able to kill us all one by one. Also, why are clowns always bad guys? They're supposed to be hilarioso. Hilarioso? <laughs> Hilarios. Hilarios. Hilarious, not killers. You might as well disguise yourself like a mermaid or something. <laughs> no one can be electrocuted. Oh, no one can buy an electrocuting chair and they didn't have them in opera houses. So that just made the movie make itself even dumber. Gene, the director, must have really been freaked out by clowns as a kid. I think this horror movie is more meant for teens to laugh at. This movie should be rated PG-13, not R. I mean, the clown didn't do any sexual stuff to the teens. He only killed the kids that you can't cry about because they weren't satisfying characters. At the end, I couldn't believe that kid who saved her only kissed her. They didn't even get out to the police or anything. If you're freaked out about clowns and you rent this movie, you will see clowns are not really like this. And maybe you'll say, ha ha, I shouldn't ever have thought clowns were like this in the first place. One star. This kid is uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. He makes really good points, but he's like, why didn't he fuck her? Exactly. That's what I was like, all he does is kiss her, man. <laughs> that's what, I'm glad you got that, because that's exactly what I got on that, too. <laughs> all he did was kiss her? What a pussy. What a puss, man. <laughs> Last one from Leatherface. Ooh. Okay. So this movie was pretty weak. Dot, dot, dot. Hello. They didn't freaking make out at the end. Jesus. <laughs> we were waiting for George and Kate to start getting freaky and the wuss just hugged her head. What's that all about? He needs to work on his game. The sex scene was definitely entertaining. Dot, dot, dot. Talk about how to give the guy props from hitting it from the backside. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and the interwining of the sword fight was classic. Hmm. Maybe I should give it two stars instead. One star. Man, everyone is perving out. Perving. Perving out hard on this movie. Yeah. And we've seen so many other movies way more. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I love these reviews. I had to like, I had to read these, these all. These are great. I know it's a little long, but I just, I cracked me up. It's like, this is what people are getting out of this movie. It's like an okay sex scene. It's, I would, it's barely even okay. I know. It's, it's like, it's, it's all right. so tame. I know. It's like, yeah. But man, everyone's going nuts for it. Nuts. I'm crazy. That's nuts. All right. I, this, is, this episode's going a lot longer than I thought it would. So it let's, let's, always, you say that I at know. the end of every well, it's like we episode. Used to be like, okay, we are, they used to be about an hour and a half all the time. Like That was our thing. And now we're like, the two hours. Like, how are we doing this? Two hours. It's like an hour and 57 minutes right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. That's why I was like, we got to yeah, wrap this up. So, all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, final thoughts on the, the clown at midnight. <sighs> It was a bad movie, but man, there were some really decent parts with Christopher Plummer. That ending scene really was engaging. It was decent. It was heartfelt. It made you realize what a good actor is and how good acting can make shittiness better. Yeah. Unfortunately, that wasn't carried as well by the young cast, even when you had such talents as... The guy from Independence Day and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air chick. They weren't enough to carry it. They weren't exactly seasoned. They were still good for sitcoms or, you know, a bit part in an action movie. 
Margot Kidder, not in it enough, in my opinion. I wish she was in it a little bit more. I wish she was in it a little bit longer. Um, the, the, I didn't mind the idea, but it was too weird with the guy in living in the catacombs and why was Christopher Plummer's character, why was he helping him out and how long, there were too many gaps. Certain parts I really didn't enjoy, but I'm going to have to say it's so bad it's scary. Yeah, um, I, I'm not 100% sure where I'm in on this right now. But here's another thing I wanted to, man, I forgot to mention, and I, you said something that made me think about it. Um, one reason why I'm leaning so bad scary is because there are so many plot holes and things that make zero sense in this. And one of the things I forgot to, I, I meant to bring up when we finally got done with it, but I forgot to, is since they, you know, at one point, if they were going to go paranormal, fine. But they didn't. So again, why the fuck was the blood stain still wet? That bothers me. If you once you get to the end, like there's nothing paranormal about it. Why the fuck is that blood scene wet? Because nobody had been killed in that room, uh, in this movie except for in that flashback scene. So, and again, even if it was like one of those bloody rugs had been removed as part of evidence or thrown away anyway right? after the murder, and even if they weren't, they wouldn't be wet. Like, why are they wet? There's no paranormal aspect to this movie. Why does an electric chair suddenly come to life? Yeah, up? I mean that—that's some ghost shit straight out of like fucking. Uh, death spa man like this shit turning on by itself like that so there's so much of that makes zero sense and there's so many plot holes and our rant at the end of you know you can yeah we did you know right before favorite kills he says a lot of it mm-hmm. um but i agree the the, the premise isn't bad uh, we've seen them before i think it's okay um and i get like i when i found someone was like oh my god how did i never hear this movie before I, this would have been something i would have lo- probably loved it back in the time right but, but I, I see why it fell on the radar because it's just, it's not totally, totally awful, but it's not great. It's, it falls in that category of just forgettable, which is probably even worse. Right. So I don't know if that's it's so very... bad. Is it so bad it's good? Not really. Is it so bad it's scary? Nah, not really. I know. It's just that's... kind of, yeah, it's there. That's a great way of putting it. It's not necessarily bad. It's just forgettable. It's just forgettable. And that's why it falls through the cracks, which is sad because I went. Fuck. I. I'm going to say so bad it's I'm sorry guys I'm, I'm trying to say I'm not trying to compare it to any other movies I'm just like would I recommend somebody watch this and again I'm torn because yes watch it with Christopher Plummer the ending His, he nails that end scene it's so good the rest of the movie it's not unwatchable but it's not that great and you do get sweet 90s R&B yeah <laughs> Uh, but fuck, they don't make out, man. They, they don't, don't yeah. bang. They just, they just kiss her head. Uh, what, what a punk. What a punk. What a puss. Um, I'm going to say so bad it's... I'm going off book. I'm saying so bad it's forgettable. I really can't. Because it's not good. It's not awful. So bad it's scary fun. It's like not fun This bad. is a first, my friend. I think it this is. This is a first. And we've never, we've, it's always been so bad it's good. So you're right. Bad, all right you're right. All right, all right, all right. So I'll bad it's forgettable. I'll pick one. I'll pick one. Um, so bad it's scary. Uh, I'll say scary. Yeah. It, it, Chris, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right on the fence. And honestly, it just it would have taken just a, a, a an extra titty or something <laughs> to to push me over the edge. <laughs> extra titty is just, all it needs. Just something to yeah, kind of I push did, me over the edge. It needs because something else. it's because it's forgettable. I have to put it in scary. Yeah, I think I, I guess we're that's the. 
I mean, that might be a good mm-hmm. uh, kind of, uh, what do you call it, uh, meter stick or, or whatever, yeah. uh, measuring stick yeah. for four if it's forgivable. And, and that I'm, I'm right there with you because there's... But if you are going to watch it, definitely watch for Christopher Plummer's performance at the end. That's mm-hmm. He crushes it. But otherwise, it's, yeah, it, it's pretty... It's just like a lot of other 90s horror movies where it's all kind of same. They yeah, all, 90s was not a great 90s was not a great year for, like for horror movies. Horror, it was you know, not. Or like, or like low-budget horror. The horror just, in general, really, yeah, wasn't that great for yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Um, all right, we're rambling on enough. We'll be... Uh, we're we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate... Uh, we'll be back next week. Next week, you already well, well, know. Maybe the movie. not. Maybe not. Maybe not in a week, but a week and a half or so. Um, why, is, why is that? Well, technically, this next week is my uh, my. Even though today is my daughter's birthday, her birthday party is on the weekend, so I might not be getting around to actually be able to record. Going boogieing, going partying, and then plus uh, Sarah, who's sitting on the next one, she's only got uh, I think certain days free. So and for doing that movie, so I have to wait. Scheduling, scheduling errors. So yeah. Uh, we'll be, but it'll be soon. It'll be soon. Uh, we'll be back with, uh, we got, uh, scheduled up. We got the movie picked out. Everything's good. We'll be back guys. Thanks for listening. Love you moon goons. In the meantime, watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight. tight.